We're rolling. Are we going? I guess this is the song that we start with then. Now you're fucking with the champs. But that was actually me. That was pretty good. Thank that you. Was pretty good. Man. I've been working on it. It's Moshe Kasher in the building. We heard. We listen, man. I don't even. Where to start? Oh, wait a second. You know, remember this one? Doug's drop. Is that okay to say? Man. Doug's drop. That's some bullshit. Like, like, I, I jacked Doug's it. drop. Is that okay to say? I want the people Fuck, to hear man. it. Is that okay to say? I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went. Doug's drop. Fuck, man. Doug's drop. Is that okay to say? Doug's drop. At the premiere, no less. I would just like to say nothing. People were so. Wait, you just talked over the the our our signature. Go back two seconds. Wait. Oh well. The fact that fucking the people didn't like the sound of it. You're fucking with the champs. And we got some bad news. Uh, we got some that, good. We got some great news. The fact that people didn't like the drops is such a miscarriage of justice. Of justice, because they're so fucking funny. Get up off Twitter. Get up off Twitter. It's a classic. I'm from. I'm in Oakland right now. I went to the premiere with I Chappelle. Went with Chappelle, would no Get less. The premiere, no less. <laughs> um, guys. That, of course, those dulcet drops that you're hearing in the background. At the premiere, no less, <laughs> from none other than DJ Doug Pound, original champ, founding member in the triad, the trifecta. He's I wish here. we could broadcast this to people because we actually have 107 followers right We're now. We're broadcasting to it right now. I know, but they can only hear what I'm saying. They couldn't. They can't hear, hear the drops. drops. Oh, they can't hear the no. drops. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, Doug is here. Uh, Doug, it, Doug, it, Doug is here. <laughs> that's a, there's Doug. That's Hi. the good news. Hi, uh, it's great to be back um, with you guys. This is always a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? It's been a long ass time. Must two years easily. I know it's crazy. Maybe three years. How long did we do this this damn thing? This for? is before Periscope. This is, we are we are approaching four years of doing this podcast. And to the listeners who have been incessantly asking us when the next champs is uh the good news is the next champs is right now you're looking at the 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 next and last champs that's the bad news the bad news is we think we're going to stop doing the show and uh i have this perico- periscope is called final champs hold on the people on periscope know but the people listening to the champs don't know so i feel bad because it's your periscope and they can't see your no face. they can see you but um this is the last one. Why? Moshe's my favorite. Champs are fucking in the chance. Fuck that. Who's today's black dude? We have a good black dude. We got. We have a guest coming, and he's a friend of the show. Oh, but yeah. But why are you guys stopping? You ran out of black guys? We you did. interviewed them all. Yeah. Now, now look. I, you he, ran out. We kind of ran out of black dudes to interview. I we could have repeated them. Could we, you get Kendrick? Kendrick, we had no chance. I also got so sick of asking people. Neil got... Listen, if we're going to try to... I don't want to break down the fourth wall too much, but uh, if... that's cool. I think... <laughs> but Neil, Neil and I had some uh, a, di- a difference in uh, ideology about who the guests on this show should be. I was willing to keep going with people th- of de- ever decreasing <laughs> levels of fame until finally we just got to my buddy Gerald that I grew up with. Yeah, uh, and uh, and Neil uh, was wanted to, to keep us at a certain at a, Chappelle, a premier no less level. <laughs> 
and eventually got tired of asking people to do the show. So to, to one degree, we did run out. And to another degree, things ran their course. We ran out of viable... To, we, the level that... We, dude, we had did a hundred and some episodes. We had good fucking... Like, there were people where I'm like, I can't believe we had that person. I feel the same way. And you know what's funny about it? I was thinking about it the other day. So A lot of them were because of your connections. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were because... Uh, a, a few of them, I would say, were because of our me and Doug's connections. But I would say maybe 20% of the fun, really fun guests are straight up cold calls. Absolutely. Oh, like yeah. Never, you were the king of the cold call. I just straight up would randomly approach Who was your cold call and they came? Too short. I didn't know that guy. But how'd you get how'd you get him? I just contacted you just, you contacted just, managers. Oh, you, you didn't like type too short at gmail.com. And it was, <laughs> he was like, it's actually me. I'm down. <laughs> Uh, pro- I'm sure his email is not that m- far out from too short at gmail.com. Big Daddy Kane. Um, yeah, the, again. MC Search. Well, big, what Those are big all Daddy cold Kane? calls? Do, you know, what does he have going on, though? I mean, he's... Yeah, but you don't got to even be like that, Doug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Doug, just because you weren't here for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen. Here, here's what I feel. I feel proud, if I can be sincere. We do have a guest coming, but we just wanted to take a moment with the original champs to say go- some goodbyes. I feel <laughs> Neil does not feel yeah, sincere. Doug is here, yeah, man. Show, there's People Doug. People want to know if Doug is really here. Doug is here. There is the real Doug. Okay, yeah. they get it. Yeah. Uh, oh, hi, guys. This but I feel- when, Without Doug, the show went down fast. <laughs> oh, fast? We've been doing it for three more years. <laughs> they said, is this the show or the preface? This, yeah, it's the show right now. It's, I mean, we're prefacing, and it's the show. What I will say is it's pretty crazy that we never got Chappelle. It is pretty crazy. I mean, <laughs> it is pretty crazy that we never got Chappelle. I mean, that How felt, did you not get Chappelle? That felt he like just, the looming He was albatross. actually at your place one night That's when we true. were doing he, a podcast. Yeah, Dave, I don't know if we were talking about that. Yeah. Dave was at right. my house Dave, when we interviewed Lexington Steel. Right. Dave was at a Champs. <laughs> yeah, he was at, went to a taping. He just w- had no interest in... in uh, he never. He's still never done a podcast. He did Q-Tips Apple Radio Show with DiCaprio, which is like, all right, I'll give you that. You're right. That doesn't make you feel too resentful. Yeah. Yeah, um, like, he, here's right. what I will say. I, I am very proud. When we first started this show, I remember Neil called me, uh, and I didn't even know you very well. Mm-mm. And Neil had done a show, a live show in Chicago with Doug, and it had gone swimmingly, as they say. Talking for, about Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. <laughs> And you said to me, I don't know why you approached me, but let's do a, a podcast together, you, me, and Doug. I think that could be a really cool dynamic. Yeah, I didn't know Neil either, except yeah. for that one show I did. But I hadn't even done that show. Uh, but it was just a, so it was sort of I a random. But you I knew him less than I did. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, me and Doug, Doug, you did the show, and then I had Doug stay you said, on stage. You said, come back on stage. You were coming yeah. down after me. And then. And I did drops during his set. He stand-up. did drops during my set, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I, I remember that you and I on that phone call came up with the idea of interviewing black dudes. And the idea... Someone just called it, Neil Got That Woman and Fat Dudes Cash. That's a parody <laughs> of the name of my, uh, my special. <laughs> um, women and Fat women Dudes. And fat dudes. <laughs> that's a great... That, that's that's be your next, next one. Special. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but we came up with the idea of doing black, black guests, guests, and then it sort of morphed into guests of color, and then it sort of morphed into whatever this show is. And... I th- the reason was was partially because you and I were both, and Doug to to an extent as well. Your persona on stage are all these people that have this sort of weird aficionado with hip hop. There was culture. also a void. 
There well, were that, no black guys in podcasts. Exactly. That was the other thing. We we felt like there was on most podcasts it was the same group of 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 white dudes going from podcast to podcast interviewing yeah. each other about what it's like to they're be a white dude. They're still doing it. They're still, they're still up cracking up laughing. And our our worry was that it would be seen as fetishy or weird. And to some degree, I mean, I maybe it was kind of fetishy and weird. But the people thought it was racist. That people thought it was racist. People yeah. thought, think that we were like, you know, just like a sort of novelty-izing or whatever. But there was a space for it. Yeah. And, and now that we're stopping, and, I, and I'm, I'm sad that we are, I was just thinking about all the guests we've had and how many of, of them, uh, I might say of those people, because that's what I refer to black people as, mm-hmm. have started their own podcast. Tell about black folk. <laughs> <laughs> Since being on this show, and how, and I, and I know that these people will, these will never, and I don't. By these people, I mean white podcasters yeah. now won't ever admit it. But I actually think we've influenced the white podcasty world to be more cognizant and aware about booking guests of color. I really do believe that. But who? I you'd have to show me some examples. I just have seen. You in, think you you think this podcast did good in the diversity of podcasts? I, I, specifically I, I, this podcast. A hundred percent, I do. I really do. Yes, I believe that. I strongly believe that. You don't believe it at all? Uh, I can't think of any. Well, I mean, there are some of the most popular podcasts. I would say because Rogan hasn't had anybody very black. He had Hannibal on. Yeah, he's had Hannibal a couple <laughs> times. Like he'll have people in comedy, but Marin's only had like. Marin's nope, only black person was Mar- Obama. Has, no, Marin has stepped it up quite a bit. Mm-mm. I swear. I take a look. I have. In the last I don't. Year. I like the the fact that Obama. That's how popular you have to be to be a to be on Marin shows. <laughs> you have to literally be the, be the president. Yeah, and you yeah. Ha- and you have to be half white too. Even if you're Rogan the president. had that black singer guy apparently. So Charlemagne the God. Uh, Obama. Char- Charlemagne. Who's the blackest um, guy you've had? Physically. Physically. <laughs> Lexington Steel. I Lexington guess. probably yeah. black. Physically I was the there blackest. for that. Uh, Kane's pretty proudly. dark though. Yep, yep, yep. I would say. Wait, uh, what I was I, I was trying to say. Well, a lot of our guests have started their own podcast, which I think is pretty cool. Felipe Esparza started his own podcast yep. after doing this a few times. Yeah, but he's not black. That's true. We did expand to people of color. My point here is, I feel like we've done. If, if we stop today, and we are going to stop today, <laughs> you think black people are going to fall off in the podcast world slowly? But like, no, at, as soon as this ends, I think we've done good work here. I, I think we've had some special conversations. I'm being told Seinfeld had Diddy on Comedians in Cars. That's because of us. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Seinfeld never would have had P. Diddy in in that 1962 drop-top Carmen Ghia <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for the champs. We've had two of Jerry's favorite uh, top five black friends on the show. Who's that? Chris Rock and Mario Joyner? Yeah. yeah. And, and no, I'm going to three out of five. George Wallace. George Wallace. Um so what is something? Yeah, so we ran out of uh black people and um and also I got I just couldn't ask people anymore. Now Neil, what if we were to do uh what if we were to do champs? Let like- me be clear, people are like so once Joe had John John Jones. Yeah, I'm not saying they never have I'm not right. saying Rogan never has black people. I'm not saying that that Marin never does. I'm just saying not as often as we do. Uh, or anyone does. Uh, yeah, that's true. We oh were, my god! We were one of a kind, and yeah. uh, and and I and I think that things have changed in general. I think that that thing. I mean, I don't want to. It's you know the, now I feel like I sound like Keanu Reeves in The Last Samurai or whatever. I don't think we, we're like heroes. Obviously, we've done. We just did a good show, and I'm proud of it. Doug, you've continued to do your own show. When when Doug Doug left the show, people <laughs> people have wanted to know for a long time why Doug left, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Here he is to tell you. No, <laughs> no tell us about I your podcast. You though. No, but but you do your own show now. Well, I had all the drops, and I you took them. You had them loaded. Yeah. Yep. Nowhere yeah. to go. And that I quit this podcast because at that time I was working a day job that was like when you're an editor, you're just working these like shit hours all day. And then I had to like rush over to many times to Neil's house, which is like half an hour away. So yeah, it's like oh, Neil lives in Reseda. Neil lives in the city of industry, California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, it was just stress. It was just like, I don't know. It was like, it was like a job. It turned into like a job that was like, I was like annoyed. Yeah. It was, it, it was, was just like a job. It's a long way. To, yeah. Venice is Anyway, far. so like then I had all the drops. So I just, I do a podcast once in a while, whenever I can at my house in convenient Called location. Called the, the Poundcast. The Poundcast, yeah. And I, of course, I do my show. Uh, I have, I've sprung off and I do a live show called the Hound Tall Discussion Series. Someone uh, just said they pulled over in a parking lot and are watching us on, on their phone. <laughs> please be safe. But yeah, but, Neil, no, keep, please um, keep driving. Start your car. Yeah, keep driving. Um, are, you, are you gonna are you gonna keep doing one, Neil? I have an idea for one, but it's again, I'm just it's so embarrassing asking people, right? All Chinese famous people. people, yeah, all, all famous Chinese, Chinese actors, <laughs> yeah, all Chinese. It's called the. Um, oh, don't say it! Don't say it! <laughs> you don't, don't even say yeah. Don't say it. But anyway, so you might do your own show. I, I have I have an idea, but I the the booking became so humiliating when like. I think the low point was I did the Nike commercial. Richard Sherman was in it. I directed the commercial, texted him about doing the champs, and just didn't hear back. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I have a great champs But why didn't story. you get, like, you're part of this network. Couldn't you get, like, a producer to do all the... No, because you can't... Because they don't respond to... They don't know to, the people. They want to respond to you yeah, directly. Yes, yeah, I think you could have, but what are you going to do? Could well, dude, you kept saying that, but you never did anything about no, it. No, because you weren't... You never really let go of the rain. You were like, that person's garbage. We need a... a no, you said, let's no, you, try her. You said, that person's garbage. We need a person who, like, a person who, the, who books a... Uh, a nationally uh, uh, network late night show, which is no one's going to do that for us on this fucking yeah, we meat and potatoes. The eighty dollars per episode. Exactly. Um, what I I have a sh- uh, well, uh, what I was going to say is Neil might do his own show. I do my own show, How <laughs> Tall Discussion Series. Someone just wrote Blake punched a real black janitor, <laughs> which is. So I, I was about fun. to. I'm about to pivot us into into our dates. Uh, we wanted to say oh, now that we have your attention. Uh, we're not actually stopping the show. We just wanted to make sure you listen to our dates. No, we are. But, Neil, you got some live stand-up yes. dates coming up? Yes. All right. If you live in New York, which a lot of you do. Oh, this is a big one. Please come to my – I'm doing this show called Three Mics at the the Redgrave Theater on Bleecker Street in Lafayette uh, in the East Villagey. Uh, it's every night, 930 for the next from, – from February 23rd to March 13th. Produced by? Produced by John Legend. Former champ, champ himself. Former champ John Legend. Uh, and it's a it's three mics, so one stand-up, one is like one-liners that I've never been able to use anywhere, like tweets somewhere. And one is champ's one guess is, that he was never able to get. One so is, you have to uh, walk over to another mic to yeah, tell different One jokes. is emotional. Uh, sincere sincere, Sincere, like sad, emotional shit from right. my life. And now he's um, got one more thing to add, which is the end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, you feel you feel happy about the end, or do you feel any sadness? No, I dude, I love the podcast. Like, let me be clear, I love doing the podcast. I I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so fun to do. 
we just couldn't get people to come. It became on difficult. It. I will say that yeah. it did become difficult. I sometimes things run their course, and if you know you did a good job and you're happy with what you did, it's fine to move on. And you yeah, can... yeah. No, you're right, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, sometimes somebody comes to that realization two plus years earlier than the other two people, <laughs> and moves on and enjoys his life. Um, so I, I will also say uh, this is Neil's big show. Not that it's his last big show, but that three mics thing is a special. Uh, show that is uh, in a special theater and it's really like a, his one man show so if you're a Neil Brennan fan which odds are you are go see his show Three Mics at the you're gonna do that you're also gonna do you know what else you'll do you won't just laugh let's see if Doug still got it Wait, no. I wanted that one guy you remember him which one eh, that crying man um, oh, so go see Neil's show. Yeah, Mike. please. I, it's because it's you got. Have you ever done a one man show? You got to sell two hundred seats a night. It's that's like, insane. Fuck. That's really on a insane. Tuesday, and then on a there Wednesday. he is. <laughs> <laughs> you'll laugh. You'll do this. Uh, yeah, so I it's a pain. I am going on tour with my wife. My wife. My wife. Get it, guys? Like comedy. No, I'm going on tour with my wife, Natasha Leggero. We're doing a, a, the honeymoon tour. It's just an excuse to extend our honeymoon, but we're coming to a western state near you. Uh, we're doing Hawaii. We're doing the he Sasquatch looks like a black Festival. Jeff there she is. <laughs> we're doing, uh, and that all happened here too. I mean, when we started this podcast, I was a single slut. Yeah, dude, you were a slut for re- you were a classic slut. Yeah, I'd be texting during the show, like getting ready for the fat girl. I was gonna. Fuck <laughs> yeah, like you were you went hard, and then I and then you had a you got fucking married. I got wifed up. I mean, yeah, you moved into like a house and got married and had a wedding at the house. Yeah, and Neil came. Yeah, and, and Doug came. Parkour. Yep. Doug and Neil came. That was the closest <laughs> we came to a true champs reunion until tonight. Um. But uh, we're doing an extended tour. We're going to Hawaii. We're going to uh, the Sasquatch Festival. We're going to um, Portland, uh, Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz, California, Palm Springs, Tucson, Arizona. Um, uh, A lot of people saying you're broke, and and then other people would say, other people are saying, uh, I oh, would this wife is all- that. The people are on. Are, are oh, is that the thing? Is it? Or do people say you marry Natasha for money? Is that the? Has anyone ever said that? Yeah, I married. I married a, a beautiful woman for money. People are yeah. with a with a perfect. Anyway, guys, <laughs> let's just say uh, my life is good. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those crickets. Uh, Doug is also doing a tour. Oh, oh but for me, you can go to MosheKasher dot com and get all that information. Oh, you can go to three mics dot com. Three mics dot com. And Doug, you're doing a tour as well, aren't you, with old Brent Weinbach? Yeah, we're gonna do uh, my. Web series Poundhouse is back for season three. Episode one is out now. If you I'm gonna and for I'm gonna make sure see if our guest uh, has. Um, oh sure, can Moshe. I, can I say this? Moshe is in Poundhouse I, season three in episode two coming up in a few weeks. P.S. I'm not just in Poundhouse. I am a huge fan of the show. It's so fucking funny. Have you seen it, Neil? No. It's like David Lynch. It is meets like fucking weirdo comedy. It's so good and funny and scary and awesome. I can't recommend it to the listeners enough. Thanks, Moshe. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know. Um, we have a tour that's um, uh, uh, ostensibly in April, but there's not. It's not locked. But the East Coast, we're going to come to New York and stuff. Are you going to be there in April? Hopefully. Oh, yours is March. It ends. It's supposed to end in March. I mean, if I get extended, I'll still be there. You're going to get oh, extended. Cool. I can right. feel it. You're going to move straight into five I'm going to check out right. those three mics. Yeah. Yeah, come. It's a good yeah. show. Yeah. So, I mean, 
Yeah, that's that's about all I got. Um, yeah, so uh, here we are. It's it's the three the three white champs, the founding members of this here podcast. I mean, there's probably some new booty people out there that are tuning in right now who never even knew that you were a champ, Doug. They, they don't go back in. to the archives, and, and you know, once they get a taste, they have to. Get no, it. I think they get a taste, then they go back. They go back. They go yeah. deep into the archives. Here, here's what I can say: is that, uh, is that? Oh, oh I, I'm. I think we're gonna cut together a greatest hits. Oh uh, yeah, for... and, and we'll release that as well. Some of the greatest hits okay. of, the, of the champs. Well, well that's we... what I was gonna say. What do we do? We want to talk about some of our greatest hits. Oh sure, that's a great idea, and we can. That'll that'll give us you a know, night. Great minds do think alike. <laughs> Uh, let's uh let's yeah our i think the entire too short episode is amazing too short episode was truly a difficult one for me to get through without stammering like a child you're gonna edit like podcasts together into one like like or just too short is the greatest hit and other ones no i think like Uh, these people are saying sasha gray and flyla that is a good one yeah yeah but what i think is more more helpful is specific stories like for example the robots threesome story the robot threesome story is hall of fame truly hall of fame what's that i don't think i was here for that one yes you were you were definitely here for that oh robot the robot yeah i forgot that guy's name was robot he was asleep he was sleeping he told the officer i was asleep i think that turned into a bit for you didn't it is that (laughs) what i used it as a tag for a second i stopped using it as a bit though um, I Baron Davis is alien abduction. Baron Davis that got us on the back of the New York Post, yeah. front page of the New York Post. Were you there for that? What Baron I, Davis? I don't think I was there. Oh no, uh, we had a basketball player on who said that he got abducted by uh, he got abducted by aliens outside of Vegas, and he like he never told anyone this. He never told All anyone sudden, that. He's like I'm abducted by aliens. Also, he yeah. did, wasn't really telling us. That's what was so weird about it. He, we were having an interview. It was going really normally. He was talking about like being a basketball player and being an inspirational figure to the youth, and then all of a sudden we we're like, "Yeah, it's something, something." Las Vegas. He's like, "Oh yeah, on that freeway, I was abducted by aliens, <laughs> like out yeah. of absolutely nowhere." Yeah, the, he lost like a uh, endorsement with some some kid charity or something. He had a charity that lost its funding because, because of the, the alien thing. Yeah, no, because of the episode, because of the alien, and because of that episode. Danny Brown was. Absolutely great, and people pointed out that he sounded like Tyrone Biggums, the Dave Chappelle crack character. We got Felipe. You know, I've told the story. Somebody just shouted out the uh, the Hughes the Hughes um, episode. The Hugh, yeah, if and that the sound garbage sound, but fantastic information. Tupac was it, fight. Was it Hughes that was talking about, or is that someone else that was talking about Denzel? Denzel, yeah, thirty eight. Thirty eight. I've told that story so many yeah. times. The thirty eight story. That, Did you have Denzel Washington on? Uh, no, and Neil no. says we ran out of black dudes. We've never no. had Denzel on. Man. There's probably a lot, of, a lot of black guys left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't had Denzel. <laughs> um, Riff Raff, people are saying. Riff Raff was a terrible Riff Raff was, was a terrible episode. It was a nightmare for us, but maybe it was an interesting thing. I don't really think so. But, he would like disappear to the bathroom. Cocaine. Like, you think that's what yeah. he's doing? Actually, what do I know? I Why does it take that doing? long to do cocaine? Tariq Black Thought was good. That was a great episode. That was very good in his uh, hotel room. We have people writing in on Periscope telling us what the best was. Riff Raff was the worst. Agreed. Yeah, that was the worst episode that we've had. I, 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 um, I would, I would say that. The we never got Lavar Burton. That would have been a nice cold call. Lavar, I had on the hook and then lost him. Yeah, you know what? I, had, do we know what happened? You know, Lavar's not interested. That's what I got from the agent. Lavar <laughs> is not interested. Robert Townsend. That one was one of my great, favorites. Great episode. One of my favorites. Here's Good. one you like, Doug. Chris Rock. 
You you had a nice time. I ask the fucking questions. You give the fucking answers. <laughs> <laughs> that was Doug. Uh, Chris Rock was uh, Doug's last episode because Chris sort of Chris snapped at him. Snapped at him oh, like you're doing Howard Stern. He didn't realize we we're going to drop. Chris Rock will never come on the Poundcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really funny drop. It'd be really so cool it. if somehow in some universe. Chris, that Rock. was the final straw when he told me to stop doing my drops. Yeah, yeah. I felt useless. I was like, yeah. "What Why, am I if doing? I'm, here? If I'm not my drops, what am I?" I exactly. Superhead. Yeah. Superhead. Superhead. Uh, a a a clinic in craziness. What's Got, Superhead? She's a hip. That's a person. <clears throat> yeah, she's a hip hop groupie yeah. that has slept with many of the <laughs> great rappers. Hip hop groupie. Yeah. And oh man, like that would have been a great episode. It was. Well, it was. We had she's out. Of, she was out of her mind. Oh, Superhead. Okay, she from Texas. Probably, I mean, not maybe not really, but but she's known for like giving super head. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she okay, she okay. claimed on the podcast that she never had given head, which was very confusing. Yeah. I hated super I hated head. A lot of people head. did. You know, she flirted with me. Did, did I ever tell you that? She text flirted with me. I felt really good about did it. Did she really? I mean, who knows if it was real or not? But she definitely did. How hard? Where did it get? It got to you. Got to come to my party. It was right when I started dating Natasha. And she's like, you got to come to my party. I'm I'm gonna be very upset. Maybe about it was that gray there. area before. You guys were locked. I wish I'd you... seen that gray area. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? The gray area. Her butthole. Yeah, yeah. The gray, the gray on the outside. JB Smooth. People see. Here's my oh, problem. JB Smooth the was Smooth. my fa- that was my personal favorite. Really? Do you he remember like anything? zeroed in on me. Yeah. Remember that? What see, Doug. See, Doug. <laughs> see the thing. The Doug. thing you got on stand, Doug. Doug. Oh man. Remember we were great. asking him questions and he it was that was it was hard word association. It was like insane. Right. It was like yeah, free association. There was like, no information. <laughs> Sunrise. Somebody's saying the It cool was like e- jazz. He's yeah. like a jazz comedian. That's true. Uh, Ari Spears was a very real episode. There I, were the real ones. You know, we had Tiffany Haddish, a very special episode. Yeah. We, we had uh, Miss Pat. We had we had JB we had Aries was intense. I will never forget when we asked him if you could live. Were you there for that, Doug? We asked no. Ari Spears if you could live five years, uh, but have all the fame that you've ever wanted, or live a long, healthy life, but be as famous as you are now, what would you choose? And he could not answer the question. It was like a tumbleweed rolled through the studio. <laughs> he was basically like, I would die I would to be die. famous. Yeah, I would die quickly and young. So he's like a politician. He kind of just said other stuff? No, he, no, he said, like, I'd rather, I'd die. He was like, oh, that's a tough question. Like, like, he's picking I'd a third choice, like, die. can I just die now instead? Yeah, he was <laughs> sort of admitting. <laughs> I'm down to die. Uh, yeah, dying. Sweet, sweet death. Yeah, which one was where you die better? Yeah, he was sort of admitting that that um, he wanted to, he would die to be famous. Uh when when Neil called Ari Spears fat, I almost crashed my car. So someone on <laughs> on Periscope, um, Blake. All of course the Blake, Bl- the Griffin Blake Griffin. Episodes. Oh yeah, I, actually that could be my favorite one. Those are pretty. I red. had all those nicknames and stuff. You really yeah. killed it on that. You, you really. Red you were nicknamed. You guys still call him Pretty Red? I there think were I, feel, I was hoping that was stuck. Called him Pretty Red. Pretty Red. Um, and that was we that that was developed. By us live because I had these other names like Blake One Eighty Two. Oh, like that's that. great! Yeah. So then, great. like we we called him like something about his red hair, and then um, so I think you he, he him was like red. yeah. He, well, he was like my hair's not that red, and then you said it's pretty red, and I'm like pretty red. That's the name. <laughs> oh, there you go. We kind of like all developed that. Nickname, that was on the fly, and that nickname didn't stick, so it doesn't really matter. You know, but in call, my mind, they call that great, an assist. I think he's told Absolutely. me that people will yell out "pretty red." Every you once laid in a it while. up. That was a layup. From the that was like, that's, um, that's Trevor the Noah. We, Trevor Noah. Here's was the great. thing I'll say about the champs: we got everybody early. Yeah, we got uh, we got Trevor Noah before he was Trevor Nobody. 
That's right. No, he was, it was like Trevor, Trevor Noah, Noah at all. Exactly. Yeah, we had Trevor on. We had a, uh, Gerard was on the first episode. We had T-shirts for a bit. So who yeah, who did who do who do you guys wish we had? I would say I'm going to go Cat Williams. Cat Williams would have been great. Um, yeah. I guess I always wanted somebody like uh, Cornell West or Neil deGrasse Tyson. Somebody sort of outside right. of the of the normal. Um, now, what about I you? I guess you Doug? could call that a dick. Mooney would have been great. Paul Mooney would have been fantastic. Mooney, Obviously, is Mooney Eddie. Okay? I don't know if Mooney's okay. I, I, you didn't I, get Neil deGrasse Tyson. I uh, no, we did never you try? did. We I sort of him. tried. He does everything. I met him. Yeah, <laughs> no, he does. Do, we never really asked. Yeah, that's true. Because I think I met him at the comedy store, and and uh, and he was like, "Oh, you're what's the name of the? T- I think people t- well, tell he's me my to favorite do it. Obviously, I think should... he's my favorite black guy." <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Chappelle. Chappelle would have been the best. Yeah, guy. but Although I it would have been a boring funnier episode. Funnier in theory, but it's funnier to never have gotten Chappelle. Right. Do you know that's what I mean? true. No, that was uh, it, Chappelle is the me freestyling of the podcast. Yes, it should not happen. Yeah, Kobe would have been good. I feel like I'm not even fucking around. Kobe probably would have done it if I asked him. But I just, it's, it's just not. You can't. Add, and then we would have had to go to fucking Irvine. Larry Wilmore. Larry Wilmore got a well, show. Baby! Larry Wilmore got a show out of the yeah, champs. Yeah, Larry Wilmore got a show. Tiffany out of the Haddish got on the Carmichael show out of the champs. Gerard Carmichael got the Carmichael show out of the champs. David Allen Greer got the Carmichael show out of the That's, out of the champs. Uh, Louis Farrakhan would have oh been my great. God, Louis really? Farrakhan. By the way, I just was watching Louis Farrakhan clips of him on uh, on Donahue in the eighties, and I only remembered him really as saying weird things about Jews. That guy is so articulate that and like amazing. That guy's the most charismatic dude in the it's in, in incredible. This dude's a genius. One of the most charismatic. Kind of is a genius. One of the most charismatic guys of the 20th century. Yeah. Which yeah. guy? Louis Farrakhan. And it's a shame that he kind He's of. He's way more charismatic than Martin Luther King right. and Malcolm X combined. Did you get Farrakhan on there? No, it would have been great. We never asked. You know, it'd be think... cool. Would you would you do Cosby today? To uh, yeah yeah, I'd have Cosby on today. Yeah, um, and I, I would have him and 50 other guests. Kanye would have been great. Someone saying Kanye, that would have been. Really, I think that really would have been insufferable. Uh, let's talk about Kanye. I don't. You can handle Kanye. Like Sway took him on. That's true, but he didn't have the answers. And Charlemagne takes him on too. Charlemagne does have the answers. Um, and Kanye, yeah, he would have been. He would have been fine. Um, yeah, I don't. That's the. I just couldn't ask people. It's asking people to do your podcast. Don't you just feel like a nagging like. Hey man, that's why you farm Come it out. Do to, my podcast. You farm it out to a stranger. People to this do is a what podcast. I'm saying. But this, you farm it out to a stranger, and and if that person is all they do is cold call people. If I was able to cold call Too Short and Big Daddy Kane, think of the guests that somebody with nothing else going on in their life could have gotten. Yeah, you got short. Sure. You got. Big. I don't know why we didn't. Why we didn't? Um, why we didn't pursue that? Hey, listen. There's always champs season. 11. Killer Mike should have done the show. He was By all rights, was supposed to do the show. And the guy who was going to, his publicist at the time, ended up having sexually harassed a number of women. Sure. And uh, could Oh, not. that person. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That was uh, Killer Mike's publicist and D'Angelo's publicist, because D'Angelo and Tyler's publicist. So he would have, we could have gotten all three of those guys. Tyler we've, was supposed to do it all. We've also. had some right. lost episodes. We had Cor- Corrupt, who never showed up. I was That's emailing correct. with corrupt. So you got together and started recording, and he just didn't show up. No, uh, we were. You were there, Doug. Actually, corrupt's manager had a at yahoo dot com email address. Always a bad sign when your manager has a yahoo dot com. I mean, hotmail is like worse. Hot- <laughs> yahoo, I can deal with some yahoos once in a while. 
Uh, but so, I, know, I know what you're saying. So yeah. we were all in the studio waiting for Corrupt, and he'd been he'd been amazing at, at emailing me back. Oh, Corrupt will be there. Corrupt can't wait. Corrupt. Oh, if you know, it's gonna it's great. And then the moment Corrupt was late, I never heard from his manager again. It was full yeah. stop. No communication. Dunzo. We had another comedian who remained nameless, who we recorded an entire episode with. And then I got home, and I, I basically there was a point in the podcast. You remember this, Neil? Yeah. Where, where he said to us. I have five hours of A material. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, what? We were like, yeah. you don't have five hours of, of A material. And he was like, well, maybe three. And then Neil was like, Chris Rock doesn't have five hours of A material. And he's like, I got three for sure. Then I went home and I was watching the guy's clip and I realized he had stolen jokes from like, Every every alternative. Oh, comment. this guy's fun. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Our, here we go. Our guest, our guest is here. Hold on, <clears throat> hold on, everybody. I don't know how this is gonna work. Hello? Well, he's just calling you, I think. Yo, are you? You're here? Uh, all right, I'll come out and get you. All right, hold on, everybody. We'll be right back with our first guest on the last Champs podcast. He's really our of only guest as well. Do you have yeah. any other repeat guests besides? Why are we acting like he's a secret? Like, people are going to know who it is, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, hey, it just feels like it'll be a nice entrance. Should we keep talking while he's going? Yeah, we can keep talking. All right, cool. So, so you, what do you, you really like... think about Neil? Now, now, now that Neil's gone, <laughs> and he'll never listen to this. People think I have a beef with Neil. I don't have a beef with Neil. I like Neil. Well, that's not what... At he... his core, he's a good guy. <laughs> On his well, outside? He's a great guy. He's a, great, he's a good guy. He drives a Chevy Volt, you know. Yeah, he's that's like, like, that's the sign of he's a good on the man. right side of history. Yeah, when when people look back on Neil, they will say that man drove a Bolt. He's fighting the good fight. He oh. should have just brought his phone out with him. That's true. That's always a bad move not to. Oh man, he's got the worst ringtone. Hello. Is he using like a? Yo, hey, he's coming out to get you right now. <laughs> Put him on speaker. Oh, this is, it's Moshe, it's not, it's not Neil, he didn't listen to you, because he's outside waiting for you. Nowhere near. He's nowhere near. Yeah. Uh, I'll go grab him. Did he call again? Yeah, he says he's nowhere near. Where is he? I don't know, you gotta... Where are you, buddy? He loves the quest. It was, it's on Melrose. It's I'm Melrose and Vaness. Just put. Give him yeah, the like address. Across from Paramount. You put the address into the GPS, and just go. You're in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be no guests tonight. Past there? Orange County. Are you serious? We're not having a guess. Why don't you just it's, dude, give him an address and tell him to GPS it? Drop a pin. He has been. Hold on, my man. <laughs> Santa Ana, no. No, Los Angeles. It was the top one in ways. I swear to God it does, because it, sh- it sent me the... The screenshot you sent me, it was on the top. Please keep all of this into the... Okay, oh, yeah. right, let I'll, it ride. I'll text you. No right, I'll text it, exactly. All right, no, I'll text it. Hold on. 
He's insane. Well, yeah. it's yeah. it's okay. I'm the guest. I mean, that's how I always <laughs> envisioned it anyway. I always envisioned, I said to Neil when he said, he let's stop doing the show. Have you had any other guests, any other repeat guests besides Amir? Yes, we had Felipe Esparza, David Allen Greer. Came back. Gerard Carmichael. And um, Jamar Neighbors popped up as, he was on episode one, if you recall. And he had his own episode. Wait, so we had two guys on episode one? Yes. But Gerard was. No, and, and Jamar showed up as well. Okay. He's saying Kanye album getting him depressed and shit. Why? Because it's so good or because it's so bad? I'm asking him. Ooh, we maybe interv- maybe it's a sad album. We can interview him via text. It's, have you heard the album? It's like it's. I mean, it's Kanye. It sounds amazing, but it's weird. It's definitely odd. What do, do you, you, what think do you guys think about Kanye? Great. Yes. What is happening with him? I think he when he has an album coming out, I believe he goes into. Hypomania. I mean, that's pretty obviously what it is. He just has a hypomanic episode and like screams and I can't believe, give me a billion dollars. Like, that is the most like creative genius. Yeah, like, but that's the that that sort of narcissism and that it's 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 uh it's by it's a manic episode. That's how you talk. I'm a I'm gonna win a million Grammys and I'm a Mark Zuckerberg, give me a billion dollars and and I'm, I'm one of your buddies is Kanye West. I'm is Pablo. That- I'm I'm like Paul. Because at first people were like, "You're not comparing yourself to Picasso." And he's like, "No, no, no. I'm comparing myself to the to like, Saint Paul. <laughs> Saint Paul. Oh, way higher. Way than higher than Pablo Picasso. <laughs> like, no, I'm comparing myself to a saint. I uh, heard this dude. I'm uh, sick. I, I don't. I don't even like his music that much. Oh, really? You're he's not like, a big fan. I like the production, and he, it's like interesting. But then once he starts rapping, it's just. Negative he's not stuff. A, he's not a wonderful rapper. Do you think he's a wonderful uh, rapper? I mean, yeah. he could probably he's rap good, good but he's like, my favorite hip hop artist of all time. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because no one's even come close to doing what he's done. Sonically, he's sonically he's the level. best. He's also, he's he just sounds like a whiny bitch when he's rapping. Yeah, fine, but they're all. It's either a braggy bitch or a whiny bitch, right? And he I chooses, guess I prefer brag. Well, he's also a brag. I don't. He's like braggy, the braggy bitch stuff and either. a whiny bitch. Yeah, um, that's funny. That you, Nobody's made Kanye as a and his voice of is not his voice is a little grating. Like did you hear that song with him and Kendrick? When Kendrick come in, comes in, it's like, ah, oh, that sounds good. And then Condre's like, Condre, Condre, <laughs> you know Condre. Yeah, you've seen that. Uh, I also don't know what I'm talking about. I don't really listen to his albums, but whenever I do hear it, I don't. I think I don't understand what the big what the big deal is. Uh, you I love Jesus. I think he he convinces. I love Jesus. I think he convinces people like Neil that he's good. Well, what do you mean by people like Neil? White people? <laughs> Just fans of his. You know, he tells them that he's such a genius well, all the time. Doug, actually, Doug did, I, did, I'm sure I've told this story on here. I'm you know what his first genius. his first TV show huh? that he ever did. Have I not bragged about that? I think you have, yeah. But yeah, bragged again. About it. It's been a while. First TV show he ever did was Spell Show. Yeah, um, I've seen so, that performance. So, yeah. So, so, so what he, he did, I think he used nothing. to be, he probably used to be, Way better when he first started. I actually comes think, out I think a lot he's better now. I think he comes he, out with a pink polo he and he changed, changed the game. But he, cha- he, cha- but he changed also, the game, but, but just by with his fashion, who he's cares? He's not wrong that he changed the game with fashion. That is real. That Kanye is the reason that black kids wear tight pants now. I mean, that he's also the, the reason oh, Frank that helps, Ocean... That really helped the world. Frank Ocean, uh, you know, talks the way he... Uh, Frank Ocean can do what he does and, and, and Kid Cudi and all those dudes. By the way, no one's seen Frank Ocean... In almost a year, and he's disappeared, and no one knows where he is. No one's seen him. I. That's what I hear. People are like, "Where is Frank Ocean?" 
Right, but I don't. That's with fans. I think. I think. Yeah, his he was family at Kanye's show in in Man Square Garden. But he, it, they're saying skinny that his new jeans is for girls. Get some man pants. <laughs> skinny jeans is for girls. Get some man pants. They're saying that's, that that's how I feel. Jeans. You don't like skinny jeans? It's for girls. Get some man pants. I don't know. Who cares? Well, I think it actually does have. It's some time to bring back. It's time to bring back the Junkos. Jinkos. Jinkos. Yeah, yeah. I used to wear Jinkos. Yeah. Did you? No. Did you? Doug, I didn't go that baggy. But I, I straight up wore junk. Doug, did you <laughs> see? Uh, did you watch Making a Murderer? Yeah. Did the guy? <laughs> the guy a couple times reminded me of you. Yeah, I know. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did all right. So I'm not alone. Yeah. Well, I did a tweet that said if if any if one more person calls says I look like the making of a murder guy, there's gonna be more murders. <laughs> what do you think that guy's innocent or guilty? Uh, I think he's it's guilty. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Innocent the first one, guilty the second one. You mean innocent the one that he was proven to be innocent? Of? <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're, going <laughs> you're going way out on a limb. Uh, I think he is. I, I think he probably did it, but deserves another trial. Yeah. He was certainly fucked with Bad by, trial. by the Pope. Because he he didn't get a fair trial. Right. But so we can like go through the whole thing again and then he just found guilty? Uh, or found innocent. Who knows? But you you have the right to a fair trial. I mean, that's, that's I agree the, with the, that. the basic foundation of our pr- justice he didn't, system. He didn't say anything at his trial. Isn't that kind of like a red flag? Like, if you were innocent, if I was innocent, I'd be like, No, you don't want to testify. I'm fucking innocent. You and have it, to believe me. And the owner, you don't want to testify. Passionate. I want them to see my passion. Right. They don't, tr- trust me, people have Jurors. tried that. I just don't even understand how the first 48 is even, a, is even a television show. Like, how come... All, everyone in the hood hasn't seen enough TV to know just to say, I want a lawyer, and not say anything. Because I think they panic. Yeah, everybody panics? Yeah. and But you know where this is going. You've also, seen the you show. go, I want a lawyer. You don't even know what the... It's one thing to say you have a right to a lawyer. It's another thing to be able to get a lawyer. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't think people even fathom that they can just get a lawyer. Just have like, one. No, the government owes you a lawyer. People think probably think like I don't got money for a lawyer. That they don't know. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, just don't talk, Stephen or Doug, Steve Doug. If you ever killed again, yeah, just don't talk. Keep your mouth shut until the lawyer gets there. What have you watched the the OJ show? I have seen it. Yeah, it's fucking really good. It's really good. Although, is it like a remake of like the events? Yeah, yeah. But it's their shit. Or is he on? Is it like his new show? No, it's a remake of the. It's a remake. But in OJ, have you heard about Imagine the, the OJ prank show? show? But have you heard about the OJ prank show? Yeah, I think yeah, I remember that. This American Life. Yeah, it was. It really, I really want to get footage of it. It sounds really amazing. It's a post-murder prank show. So post-murder, was, he did a show. Yeah, it was. It was OJ, OJ, and he would just like show up and be like, "Blah, remember me? It's the juice, baby." <laughs> <laughs> um, as a director, does it? Do you find it distracting that every single shot is like a weird wandering? I don't know what it is. I Jib like the shot. direction. What it just every shot is the camera's kind of like like sort of dangling down. It's on uh it's on a it's on a it's on a it's on a little arm or it's a it's a dolly. Every shot. Every single yeah. shot. Shot after shot after shot. Yeah. It's never Is that okay it, to say? I yeah. find most TV shows so static that you like that, it. Yeah, like I like a little motion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh look a little motion. Uh, is that okay to say? How is your marriage? My marriage is good. I'm, but I'm, what is it like? What is it? Is it? Yeah. What's different it like being than, I will say. Yeah. It, the small difference is I don't feel any kind of feeling of like 
uh, a sh- fundamental shift in the love, uh, or you, oh now we're at a deeper level. But I do feel the one thing everybody reports back to you is that you feel a kind of a set of permanence, like a kind of roots that are sinking around your relationship. Like oh, this isn't headed toward a breakup. This is headed toward th- the rest of my life, which is an interesting and new way. And have you have you even come close Whoa. to that in other relationships? Not even, not even close. Not yeah. even. I hadn't even gotten into this is heading towards Tuesday. So this is that's very different. And also, I have a generalized sort of Jewish fear of death, you know? And uh, that's now extended. Uh, one, like another Holocaust? One, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's like an Holocaust. <laughs> no, I mean, I fear my own death. I'm anxious and I have anxiety. Now that's worse? Well, now it's just extended one body's length. So now I'm afraid of my own death and also of hers. And then when you have kids who actually could die. That's what people say. It's like your heart and somebody else's body. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, your kids actually, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an acute danger. If you don't yeah. do something, they will die. Yeah. And that just has to be crazy making. Yeah, I think, you, <laughs> like anything else. Do you I want children? Like, no. No. But I think like anything else, you just get used to it. That fear. Because, yeah, you just live with the fear. Like, you just go like, fuck it. He's probably not going to die. That's the point you have to get to as a parent of, like, right. he's probably not going to die. Or you got to, like, die. load up, get five, six kids. Yeah. Right. And so you can backups. lose one. Yeah. Hedge your bets a little bit. You'd backups be like, on backups backups Terry's backups. kind of a piece of shit. And we could lose Terry. But yeah. Joanne, Joanne needs to live. What about you? Do you want kids? I'm still, like, I don't even know. I don't know. Probably, probably, I mean, you're not. I want like, I want like, adult kids. I don't want to deal with. That. <laughs> you want to adopt a 17 year old? Yeah. Or I want like a grandkid. <laughs> you gotta go through the I'm, motions. I'm a godfather. First. I'm a I'm a godfather to a couple nieces and nephews. So wait, maybe I can be a father. So if you catch a break there, yeah. <laughs> catch a break. <laughs> oh, so if one of your good friends dies, <laughs> yeah, you get no, to my take sister. Over. Things oh, break no, your please. way. No, I didn't say that. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, uh, you, sorry. If you Stephen Avery the situation, yeah. You could have your own family before you know it. You could marry a woman with children. Uh, it, or what? Else, anything else about marriage? Oh, what about you? What about you? No kids for sure, according to Natasha's material. No, no. I I think we, we're trying to have a kid. We're trying to have a family. Oh well, congrats. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a little early just, for the congratulations. You just, but. So what's is this? Uh, is this an exclusive? Uh, it might be a champs exclusive. I mean, I'm doing material about it on stage right now. But so you're just of trying. You're just busting. Well, that's the bit, basically. Yeah. How, what an intrusive question it is when people say we're trying. Yeah. Like, you guys, you you, you fucking a whole lot, do you? Yeah. One day on, one day off. Raw dog, right? Because raw dog. Yeah. You busting? You busting inside? You, you got to bust inside. You got to take that Jimmy hat off. Yeah. You got to glaze those walls. Glaze those walls. No, but what else happened was that uh, the other, the main bulk of the bit of about child stuff that I'm doing right now is that uh, we haven't. Can we, I be a godfather? Of course. You take out a life insurance policy for me and Natasha and become a child's godfather very quickly, and then strange things start occurring. So, um, it's been a while, and she's, you know, we're not pregnant or whatever. And so I had to come and uh, I had to go to a fertility clinic to get my, my okay. stuff checked out. Even though, come on, man. What's that? Come on, you you good, man. <laughs> I was having some hood shit. Come on, man. You, you, that's on her, man. It's gotta be on her, bruh. She's a she a she a female, dude. 
You know, it's what about, you, what about you, Neil? You have no faith in the human race. You don't want to have kids. That's uh, why it's. It's not a faith in the human well, race. You came I from just, a big Catholic family, yeah, and it's like time I for just, a break. Yeah, it's like an, uh, enough. You've done enough. No, the Brennan's done, done enough. Your family's done enough. I, we did it. We Brennan's got here. We did some shit. Uh, there's no. I can't think. I've. It's never occurred to me to want it. Really? Ever? Well, that's straight up because of the way you were raised. Yeah. Yeah. There's no even mystery there. Right. Like, so I, should seen, I try to yeah. override it? Right. Why? You know what I mean? Like I don't want I don't want it. I don't and I also don't want to bring a kid here that I may not want. Right. No, I I've, I've been trying to do a bit about that too, which is like parents return returning from the front lines to tell you about why you need kids and I'm going after it based on their word that I will have a theoretical feeling that I've never experienced once the baby arrives. Like they come back yeah. and they go, There's this feeling there's up, so up, many- up ahead. But most of your life has been spent alienated. The opposite feeling. Yeah, like I never felt what you yep. people felt. Yeah. So why now do you think I'm going to feel this? Yeah, if you. Gotta... I don't doubt. Look, I believe when people are like really passionate about it. It only makes sense, right? But it, it makes perfect. Of course, biological they're in the sense. they're in the parent club and they want more members. No, yeah, but bio, no, but you're right. It's I mean, motivated reasoning. You also don't want to say it sucks because you know you're stuck for 18 years. No, I saw no, but it's also true. I saw a woman walking her baby today on my way back from work, and she was staring at her baby with such creepy like fascination. The women of, and babies is some other shit. If it was your nanny, you would fire her. Yeah, what I saw today was for so passion. For, I'm firing she you for. Wants my tip, man. <laughs> Too much passion for my baby. Uh, yeah, women and babies. It's been. It's a. It's. You've heard that. I'm sure we've talked about it on here that when men see, when women see babies, their pupils dilate, and when uh, babies see babies, their pupils dilate. When men see babies, nothing. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Not. Not even a little bit of a change. Uh, I would like it if it was like a sex at dawn situation, you know, like sure. you're just like in this community and there's some babies and you're kind of like everyone's kind of a parent. You know, you're not like the two parents. It's like you're you have a bunch of parents. You're sort of responsible for. Yeah, nobody. everyone's helping out a little uh, bit. I've I would always, like to help out a little bit, not be the 100 percent helping out. I've always felt that it takes a of, village to a raise person. a child. Exactly. That's, that's what I've always said. I would yeah, just be like, yo, I don't, that, that, you know, that's true. not my baby. Well, you, do you? Do you know there's a village in China, speaking of sex at dawn, that's who I learned it from. Uh, it's Christopher Ryan, the guy that wrote that book. Uh, there's a village in China where the the sexual dynamic is such that all of the houses are built so that there are doors leading into the town. And then you come in your door, you're in your bedroom, and then there's a, another door that goes into the courtyard. Mm-hmm. right? And all of the women go out the door into town and they go fuck the men and they get impregnated. And then they come back and they give birth to the baby and they bring it into the courtyard where her, their brothers raise the children. So the uncles are the fathers. And the men. Talking about whores, people! The men sexually are just. All they do is fuck the women and get them pregnant. They never raise the children that they, that they inseminate. Does that make sense? But they, somebody's raising, but they also that's how, inseminated that's how other. That's want to do it. Yeah, the, the brother, the, the brother is the father. You right, but the brother has your, also fucked a woman at some point. She's out there raising her that brother's kid. raising exactly. it. That's why we got to do the Chinese champs next. <laughs> Chinese champs. The, you, you don't want to say <laughs> what it is? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> it's, I'm going blank. It's, it sounds it's, familiar. Yeah, the it ch- begins with CH, the, uh, and then I lose my way. Yeah, I got, I de- I'm not grabbing it for some reason. Uh, and how did you see Zoolander, Moshe? Oh, so you, that's right, you went to, like, Rome to work on that. Yes, yeah. And it was, I, that was probably 
a fun time. It was so much fun. There was yeah, ninety nine percent of it was like the funnest thing in the world. Living in Rome was dope. It was crazy. And Natasha came out and visited. My family came out. Italy's the most beautiful place in the world, pretty much. You've been yeah. there. Yeah, it's crazy. A bunch of times. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Hilarious how Rome's so. Well, have you ever been to Paris? Paris is so beautiful. You're like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. You're in Paris. You're going like, get the fuck out of here. No lights look like this. Um, but I think but Rome actually, is so old. You're like, what? Yeah, no. Rome, Italy is is diseased by its beauty. It has it has stagnant. It has paralyzed and stagnated their society. All they You're do right. is like sit around going like, whoa, it's beautiful here. Let's have some more wine. And yeah. they never do shit. We should go on strike. Yeah, let's go on strike for no reason. Um, and what did you, did you get a lot of jokes in it? I have some jokes in it. Not as many as I would like, but they all did, I thought, very well. Of of the jokes that got really strong responses, I, I am responsible for many. But mostly it was just like a... A pretty cool experience. Well, what are you doing? Are you happy now? What am I doing with my life? That's what I understand. It's like, are you 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 gotta act more, man? Oh, oh, I agree. I mean, I'm in I'm in this season of another period a whole bunch. I was in Transparent. I was in an episode of Portlandia that aired just this very week. Uh, so I'm. Are uh, you in the new season of Transparent? New, new se- this most recent season of Transparent. Is it out yet? It is out. Yeah. What episodes did you start in? I was in the final episode. I play the the father of of Jeffrey Tambor. No spoilers. Oh yeah, you're right. You're the father. Jeffrey of Tambor Jeff- had a Jeffrey father. Tambor. They do a bun- They do a series of flashbacks throughout the this latest series. That's got to be this, cool. There's a season that takes place in the '60s, and it's pretty cool. And '40s. Uh, I'm sorry, '40s and '50s rather. Uh, and then I actually just did a sketch on Portlandia this week that's entirely in American Sign Language, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm getting out there. I'm doing my thing. All right, good. I don't want to see you side waylaid. Oh, by this writing game? Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's easy to get seduced or, into that. Or do it. Or be just right be that. Yeah. yeah, no, you're not wrong. It's it's a whole thing. But I got a bunch of cool stuff going on. I just We just sold a show to Showtime. Um, me and Zach Krager from Whitest Kids You Know, we just sold a... Uh, half hour comedy to Showtime, uh, which is I'm excited about, and then I got my I have a pilot on Comedy Central that we're taping in a, in a couple of months. What's the premise? It's, it's called Problematic. It's basically like um you know a sort of talk show that sort of deconstructed dealing with inter- issues of sort of internet uh, sort of controversy, like uh you know public shaming or. Uh, transgender stuff. It's not a news-driven thing. It's kind of like taking a single topic, and then we might like we might if if the topic was like Black Lives Matter, like maybe I'd bring you on that week, and you would actually do a segment in the field as a guest correspondent. And this week, we're, you're the white guy that thinks he's black, and that's your thing. What does that look right. like? Whatever. So it's stuff like that, basically. What do you and what do you have to do for it? Uh, we're do two field pieces, and then we're doing basically an in studio thing where we're like kind of it's kind of a Phil Donahue, Morton Downey Jr. thing where we're out kind of doing crowd work and stuff, and having experts in the audience kind of mixing it up, and hopefully, if in success, it'll be kind of like a a Morton Downey Jr. ish Dick Cavett kind of like old school insane kind of churning embroglio in, in with comedy superhero, yeah, outfits. but with comedy added. Uh, Neil, Neil, or both of you guys, what do you think? About the um, the election, the election stuff. Who do you think takes it all the way? What do you think, Doug? I think Bloomberg steps in and takes it all the way. Is that true? He didn't might. He, didn't he's, he threaten he's, he's to, to step it. in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's talking about. I don't think Bernie's going to win, and I don't think Trump's going to win. I think people are going to finally go like, "Wait, what? What?" I think Bernie might come come in. And what? And who will it be? Hillary versus who? Uh, Hillary Bush, versus Rubio? Rubio or Jeb Bush? Not Cruz. 
I, Cruz is just ugly. That's the thing is Rubio failed pretty hard the other day. Though, since so. the since the dawn of TV, you all presidents have been good looking except Nixon. Right. Like it's important, and Nixon would have would have like what about Nixon George lost. Bush? George, George Bush w. looked like Bush. some. George, George Bush, Bush looked all right. George Bush looked like George W. Now, like just slightly older. He wasn't like Ted Cruz is ugly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He looks like a melty troll. Yeah, like he looks like face. a Quentin Tarantino character. Is what he looks like. Well, he looks like Quentin Tarantino if he had jaundice and gout yes. and diabetes. Yeah, and he was evil. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Trump's gonna win. Why don't I don't think Bernie can win? Because. Same reason Trump, kind of, you're saying? Yeah, reality they're will too bite. extreme. It's like, no one's going to go, oh, yeah, we should do socialism. The only people that want socialism are under 30. So, And those are the biggest voting Is it? No, it's not the graphic. I don't think which, it is, which, Doug. I heard that yesterday. That that the, that, I'm not doing the poll myself. That under yeah. 30s are the biggest voting demographic? It's, it's something like that. That and seems women, hard to believe. Women and under 30. Interesting. Who are, the biggest who are you voting for? Who are turning out? I don't know. I think Hillary. And what about you? Are you you feeling the burn? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm actually doing Kasich. Casey Kasem. Yeah, Casey Kasem. <laughs> Kasem. No, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders too. I think. I mean, yeah, I know I am. I think basically, like Hillary Clinton represents to me like nothing but like she's more of the same, and I sort of think like you have to kind of. Vote your ideals, not what is your every, resignation. No, I agree. I mean, I, I'm going back and forth on that. Yeah, like, no, it's hard. It's hard. Where I'm like, am I, is this like, am I pissing in the wind? Is this reckless? Right. What And what am I mad at? I'm mad at campaign campaign finance is what I'm mad yeah, at. That's, I'm mad at campaign finance. And that's what Bernie is like super against. Right. And I'm mad at campaign that, that's, finance. That's the, one of the biggest problems, I that's think. That's a big problem. I'm mad at corporate personhood and corporate welfare, which is another thing that he's rallying against. Like, truly, what do I think the real problems are? I think that Bernie's, you know, Bernie's focus on uh, on on those things is right on, you know, when people say he's a little bit tone deaf on race, I mean, everybody's tone deaf on race, but I kind of think like, I actually think that poverty is a bigger problem. We've talked about this on the show before. Po- poverty is a bigger problem than racism. Black Lives Matter is a, is a huge and important movement, but more important is is ending the poverty gap because that will actually empower people a lot more than and education would too. It would kind of bring everyone up. Yeah, I think. and I think that like police brutality is it's a loud problem and it's a scary problem because it looks terrifying and it is terrifying and it's something I obviously as a white man don't have to worry about anywhere near like how a black man does, but. In reality, if you want, if you if you're looking at the at the the sort of broad march of history, poverty eliminating poverty is going to make a bigger difference than getting police to stop profiling black. Yeah, people. that's putting a band aid on the problem. Right, solve the the root of it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think white cops see when they see a black person. I don't think they go, oh fuck, a poor person. No, that's totally true, but it's all it's all and I hate to use the word systemic because that's the only word anybody uses anymore, but it's all connected. It's like they they were fired. There 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 is something special about black white racism that is unique to our country that doesn't exist in any other kind of racism. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Well, that, it's the joke I've tried to make, which is when a white person crosses the street, they're not trying to avoid a black person they're trying to avoid their own karma right right it's like right. oh there's three karmas coming at me like yeah it's a it's a marked thing it's like white people know that there's a lot of blood on our hands culturally right. you're not crossing and historically 
So you're like, F- I don't even want to deal with this shit right now. Right, you're not crossing the street to avoid that black oh, guy. Oh, shit. You're also trying try to avoid his great, 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 yeah, great, yeah, every great black, grandfather. Yes, <laughs> all black people. All, everything white people have ever done to black people. Right, and it's, it, it, it expresses itself and it's you're weird. You're crossing the street to get out of the 1800s. That's right, yeah. I think that's what it is. I really do. I think it's, I think it's like... It's like white guilt kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I always say Like whenever we talk about... Is that what this whole, this whole podcast is about? Basically, well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say, it's, you know, the black-white story is so in, in, intriguing because it's not just about racism. It's also about, like, it's about fear and worship. So it's like white America simultaneously is terrified of black America and also worshipful of it. It wants to be it. It wants to eat it and drink it and imbibe it and become it. But at the same time, keep it separate and safe and sanitize it and safe. Yeah. And and maybe that is why we started the champs is this this worship. Who I mean, it is on some weird level. Just to explore we're, it. We're part of the same dynamic. The, the you know we're the po- positive the yin part of the yin and yang that is American black white racism that I like I said doesn't exist in Arab white racism it doesn't exist in Latino well everywhere white else racism. in the world black people are so marginalized other than Africa it's like and even Africa they're marginalized by colonialism but we've like, actually like there's almost zero black identity in Europe there's almost there's none in, there's no black people in Australia for the most part mm-hmm. there's none in Asia. And there's and there so there's some in it's all all the all the black people are in Africa or America. Well, this is what I was gonna say, Doug, is like in terms of poverty. And I and to your point, like when a black when a white cop you know harasses a black dude, he's not har- har- he's not seeing a poor person. Yeah. But what you do is when you you cannot stop racism because it's too savage and it's too in our DNA. But you can sidestep it by raising people's economic living situation and bracket up and up and up until the things that are fueling the racism go are just not they don't have they're on fumes because we've cha- we've gone a separate direction and when everybody's wealthy and successful that you know that that violent kind of racism is just going to go away of its own accord. I think maybe I'm maybe I'm naive. That's how when you think when do you think that happens? I think Bernie that you can, day one of Bernie's presidency. No, but I think that yeah. you can see it. I think well, that's that the other thing about Bernie in, is like that people every pre, every presidential election it becomes about electing a king. Mm-hmm. It's like these motherfuckers have this is a they're just a branch of government. They're right. not the king. They can't just. Past laws. No, I think you see it in, in affluent black cities, and, and I know this is oversimplifying it, but when you see it in afflu- affluent black neighborhoods, uh, I think that the, the, the people that live in affluent black neighborhoods, black people that live in affluent black neighborhoods are in a less dire situation on every level, including police violence, than people that live in an impoverished black neighborhood. And I think that obviously the great thing about the, the sad thing about about the black reality is that once that person from the affluent black neighborhood drives to the hood, they can't say, oh, no, I'm from an affluent black neighborhood. They are yeah. just immediately lumped into this racist sort of glob. They also can't say that when they're in a any neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. They can't. A lot of times they can't even say it when they're in their neighborhood. Well, that's what I was thinking, like, you know, when I growing up thinking about, like, what I perceive as, like, a black dude that's like, oh, this black dude acts what I perceive as, like, white or something. And I was, like, thinking that is a... Obviously, it's kind of a racist idea, but it's also like that person still has people crossing the street away from them, which is, you know, so you can't even even the person that you perceive go, well, that dude just reads comic books. and He's like a nerd. He's still some old white lady still clutches her purse to her chest and crosses the street. Yeah. Um, Hold on. What do we got? Is here. We've done we've done it. We've got a guest. 
You think Neil's against Bernie because he take all Jewish? his money away? Oh, because he's from the billionaire 1% class? <laughs> he's a one percenter. <laughs> well, what's funny is both Neil and Amir are probably <laughs> closer to the tax bracket, <laughs> troublesome tax bracket than yeah, you or I are. the evil tax bracket. That's right. And that's how you actually, to me, that's what, when a person becomes actually an impressive progressive, is when they are saying, this is going to really fuck up my quality of life, and I'm still, I'm still for it. Yeah, that's impressive. What's up? Hey. Uh, how do you feel, man? It's like the show's over already, right? What's up, man? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Let me periscope for a second just because we... How was your drive? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun driving around, right? You don't get to drive around in the... Two York. hours with the new Kanye West record, man. I feel suicidal right now. How long is it? Is it two hours long or you put on repeat? I put it on repeat. It is long, though. Why do you feel so, so, so suicidal about the new Kanye? I mean, tell his, us about it. His, that album is not made for uh, road driving at nighttime. What's it made for? I mean, you know, you just start... Like, going I mean, for a like, jog or something? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm like... If, is it a sad... Is it sad music? It's definitely a, a sequel to Yeezus. Is it out, that more, out there? Is it that sonically out there? I mean, it's, it's normal for Kanye. Uh-huh. But, uh... I mean, it's not that out there, but yeah, I mean, clearly, it's it's a weird listen. I, I can only compare it to two other records. And, and what are those records? The Black Music Lexicon. Um, Hit us. Sly Stone's There's a Riot Going On. That's uh-huh. a pretty good company. And Old Dirty Bastards' Nigga Please album. Those Are, are those similar <laughs> albums to each other? <laughs> I missed that's, this. That's your laugh. <laughs> we missed all of them. <laughs> It's Questlove, folks. Yeah, our final guest, the only three timer, the only. No, I'm a two timer. He's not a two three timer. I thought this you were here only twice. A second time. Nah, no. I I thought I was gonna come back for the hundredth episode celebration. Well, this is close enough. I was like the one thousandth episode. You didn't celebration. do two? Nah. I, oh shit. You know, I was trying to. You've had such a heavy presence. I didn't know I was the first out. one seemed like two. It was so great. Yeah, and I didn't presence... know I was coming to the champ's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that sad album. Now you gotta like go All to a right. sad podcast. This is a depressing day for you. Yeah, man. I was like, great. This is not even a celebration. I'm pondering what my life means now without this podcast. Well, yeah, that too. You know. <laughs> Wait, you always you always had kind things to say about the the philosophical reality of this podcast what is it what did you th- what did we contrib? what did we do amir um even though you guys paint the the novelty behind the podcast being you know black dudes only as in you know we're we're an accessory or novelty uh i have to say that you guys really go to the, the to the psychological surface of Black people's psyche, I guess. Which <laughs> did y'all rehearse this? No, no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you know, f- for the most part, I I don't think black people are too cool or keen on the idea of being self analytical or the idea of therapy or that. Sort I have of thing. a joke in three mics now where I say the only black dudes black dudes are only allowed to be sad in public. If they use a saxophone, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. Yeah, 
Well, what that's do you a think? Good one. What do you think that is? Well, after the Wyatt episode, it's like. Oh yeah, the know. Wyatt Sinek episode, the well, bananas the, episode. The, the Tiffany Haddish episode stuck with me oh, for for weeks. Her episode, yeah, I was wondering. I think yeah. I, I stopped going to the gym after that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> I'm so, oh, there's the sad black guy. <laughs> I'm so on the treadmill, like, what the hell? Uh, is she okay? Now? She's doing yeah. great, actually. Okay, she, she's great. basically Penny from Good Times. Is what is we had her I, as a as a guest on the show. <laughs> she's doing great. She's in uh, Gerard's show, and she's in that new movie Keanu that's uh, that Jordan and Keegan are doing. Yeah, right. so she's really she's oh, really that's her well. on Gerard's show. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh crap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not the that girlfriend. The, the sort of the other one. Yeah. 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 Uh, that girl, she's also the girlfriend. The, Shadow Stevens' daughter. Is that true? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know her? Uh, I've met her a few times. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, the uh, I knew she was mixed. I knew it. <laughs> um, she, She's uh, ours. Wait, we was, actually... b- besides the center square, like, what else was Shadow Stevens? He's Wasn't a radio he a DJ? personality? Yeah, that's okay. yeah. the shadow knows, right? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, okay, now... Do, but yeah, what do you what, and you think that that psychology thing exists because of like the like all things because of slavery, right? Mm. Not wanting to be cool, not wanting to not be cool. Well, I know that to... we often are very we think of it in a dismissive level, sort of as like crazy white people shit, mm-hmm. and it's we, ridiculous. To we do tend therapy. we tend to run to our answer is church, uh huh. You know, right? Like oh, I'll talk to my pastor. You know, yeah. That sort of thing. They think like religion is the answer, and you can replace it with drugs or whatever. You know, whatever. You're gonna get some sort of vice. You know what I'm saying? So, um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the is. pain is too much for people to actually delve into and recapitulate. Almost, it's almost too much to handle. So the fact that you guys were able to pull. Uh, how okay? Well, then let's ask. That's how do you deal with it? How do you deal with? It's a broad question, but how do you deal with just being with the general melancholy of yeah. being black in America? <clears throat> yes, you it's an incredibly wake up to broad. You yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real. I mean, my broad my thing's different. Like I believe in therapy because of the particular path that I've chosen. Right. You know. I'm certain that these 16 jobs are not just me loving to work. You know, I mean, I can acknowledge no, that I'm trying to escape something. Yeah. Do you, you have 16? I mean? Yes. I still have 16. I mean, I, you know, when I did the last episode, it was like 14, 13, 14. Oh, you got two jobs since the last time we saw Oh, you? congratulations. Picked up yeah, a couple, awesome, couple shifts. For you. I got three you had Dunkin' shots. Donuts now. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Tonight Show, you got Dunkin' Donuts, and, yeah. and Best Buy, correct? Yeah, no, I'm, it's it's literally 16. So, uh, what it walk us through them? Drummer for the Roots? Sesame, well, okay, now I gotta go backwards. Sesame Street. What do you do on Sesame Street? Um... I'm trying to get Are my. Are you Big Bird? I'm trying to get my Joe Rash boat. <laughs> wait a minute. Are you Big Bird? Wait. Hey. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I knew I knew you from somewhere. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Black people, we don't believe in therapy, but we believe in Big Bird. For- yeah. <laughs> wait, why you have to chop and screw it? Oh, someone broke it down. Who's this? DJ Fletch, the chopped and screwed Sesame Street theme. Very good. That's Doug, depressing me too. We missed you, Doug. <laughs> Just, you know that it's the first time Doug's been on the podcast, and I insisted. Since the Chris Rock episode. I, yeah. yeah, I insisted. Yeah. 
I hate Christopher so, saying that, man. Sesame Street? Uh yeah, when I when I was working on the Hamilton record, uh one of my co producers, uh Bill Sherman, he's currently the the Joe Raspo of uh Sesame Street. Joe who's this Joe is too Raspo? much of it. Okay, yeah. Joe Raspo was like the, the main songwriter oh, of, got it. of the seventies and got it. Eighties. So now that's what he does. Hamilton? Hamilton, you well, produced, no, the, I produced, produced records. the record. I produced records. He produced the cast recording. What did you do differently on this cast recording? Amir produced for I, the t- Hamilton the musical, stu- won the Grammy the, last night. The studio. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, two. won two Grammys. Also, uh, you're yeah, saying the, the studio, like the, what was the, the thing other that I would there? download when, for when uh, you, D'Angelo. When you record uh, Broadway records, um, because they're so anal retentive and always watching the clock and there's union fees and all that stuff. It's basically like they go in the studio, they stay there for 15 hours and record the entire play from start to finish, and then you're out. Like, they don't care about the quality of it. And it's like, who's buying a Broadway record um, in this day and age? In most cases, yeah. Except um, for this, this show, show, they will. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, and I told them that, um, I asked them from the gate, like, do you just. Is this a thing where you're just leasing the Roots name, you know, to be part of it? Do you really want me to, you know, give opinions? And, you know, it was the latter for them. And I told them, for starters, you guys can't micromanage the time. Like, we have to make this, like, I have to be blown away the way that I was when I sat in the audience and seen this play. And, you know, we're going to have to mix each song and maybe do it three or four times. Because, really, the rules of Broadway is you just do it once. That's it. Right. Are they recording on the stage or something? No, they they're in a why studio. Why is the, why are there union like why are there why are they so it's dogmatic just old, about the clock? It's just old 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 way old. I get an it. Old um, time period where it was supposed yeah. to protect musicians uh, okay. from overworking. Got it. No, I get it on a level because they're thinking, you know, we're Broadway people, we can do this live. We do this live and well, you just We're still press the same record. way. Like while we were recording, uh there was two people there always with the stopwatch on and they were like, Okay, eleven minutes till break, three minutes till break, you know. Wow. So it's annoying. It was, I mean, it How was necessary sessions? for that world. Right. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, if we had to overdub some vocals, then you know, how many sessions did you do? We did an unprecedented like two to three months worth of recording, which is just unheard of. Yeah, Atlantic was willing to bite the financial bullet because every session that was, you would have to pay the entire cast a particular. Uh, union fee, which and which you recorded the orchestra first. Uh, they recorded all the music first. Where I came in, it, there's about eight of us, and eight of us all, all had our areas of expertise. So um, I felt that I was more. Who are the other eight worthy? I was like Tim Latham, Alex Lackermore, uh, Lynn Manuels. And okay, himself. so it's people on the show and you. Now, have, yeah. Neil, did you see the show? No, you haven't seen it, and but you were blown away when you saw it. Yeah, probably. I I thought Fela was the only thing I'd be amazed at. Mm-hmm. This went beyond Fela. So. I dude, I gotta say, I'm in. I know I'm in the minority. No, no, about I'm this. with you. I think I want to hate it so doesn't bad. Doesn't look good. to I want to hate it so bad. I saw it last Please. night. The Grammy. I'm like, I literally said to my girlfriend, I'm like, all right, let's give it another well, chance. Let me ask you to 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 tie it back into it, the yeah. first question we were asking about about the black reality in America. Like, you know, I have a tendency to over exaggerate some shit. Yeah. 
This is one of the rare things <laughs> that lives up that there. I'm under exaggerating. Okay. okay, no way. He's, so he's got 11 jobs to go to. There's only yeah. one person I know <laughs> that went on record to say that she didn't like it. And Who's that? I'm not going to put it on oh, the spot. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, though, this question. But her famous father was also dismayed that she didn't oh, like it. Oh, that's funny. I know who it is. <laughs> so, she have a n- new show on TBS? She might. Okay, no, so she doesn't. So... Theater in general has been criticized for yeah. sort of like being this glass ceiling of white intelligentsia, rich people, and that's all that watches exactly. it. And then now Hamilton comes along, and not only is that still true, it's a $1,000 to get in, and it takes six months to get tickets, but it's hip-hop now. So it's yeah. like, no one in this, who can even see this thing? Probably the most dismaying thing about Hamilton, usually like when intermission comes, is sort of that whole, you know... Smuggy, finally a reason to love hip hop. Like, uh-huh, ah, right. hip hop is an art form. Uh huh. Oh. If they talk that, about Hamilton, only if they're talking about founding fathers. Yeah, well, I mean, they, I feel as though you have to be willing to emotionally accept and open yourself to new ideas in the art form. And the way that Striata Compton hits some sort of people. And three feet high hits some people, and the chronic hits some people, and illmatic hits some people. The effect is now working on Hamilton because now what's happening is a good a bajillion grandparents mm-hmm. or parents or people older than me. They're now okay. Well, you know, let me get this illmatic on uh, Spotify and see what it's about. I mean, it's thirty years past the point, but. You know, I think I, what you're, but I think what you're saying is, black people aren't gonna get to see it. Get to see it, uh, or, Lynn, or Latino Lynn is, people, Lynn, or Lynn is fixing Asian, that. like yeah, Lynn is fixing that with the lottery system. Uh, a lot of times, he, you know, they'll give the whole balcony area to high schools to kids who can't afford it. I think students now, uh, with your ID, you can. You know, you'll pay a very reduced fee. Uh, yeah, like but you got to get You got to like get. I mean, I'm not criticizing anybody because obviously it's a brilliant work. Well, of it's art a money I, maker. You yeah. know, so of course they're gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. You know, but it's like it. who who's a kid a kid in you know in well, I don't know deep Brooklyn gonna go? Oh, I hear that the uh, the orchestra seats are available to yeah, student. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't even care. Like it's the same person who doesn't know he can get a lawyer. <laughs> That's exactly it really right. Is. <laughs> they're very much aware of this problem, and they're taking serious. I believe uh, that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. That's kind of they the don't whole core be of the show. Accessible yeah. to it. Yeah. But that, that's true with theater aware. in general, by the way. That does, it, it oh, just happens yeah. at Hamilton. It happened on Bringing the Noise, Bringing the Funk. Right. Same, like it happened 20 years ago. Like, really? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I I could almost guarantee that. Since I've been studying, I studied theater <clears throat> before I got into comedy and stuff. And this has been a, a existential crisis for theater for 20 years. It's just like nobody but old white people is interested in us and and decreasingly increasingly so with every passing year so to the extent outsiders aren't welcome (laughs) but yeah well i'm just saying that to 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 really easier your cynicism you you you'll 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 respect hamilton okay i can't wait to see it i now i'm just curious dave loves it yeah eminem loves it like yeah every yeah. Anyone who you could just imagine with their arms folded, like, okay. I got to say, Eminem liking it, when you had the picture of him, I was like, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. That actually did it for me too. Yeah. Eminem, I, and I don't like, even like Eminem's like not my guy or anything. Like I like I respect him as a rapper. Uh, you know, a like ton, a, how but... a uh, okay. I I know I'm I'm the outsider comedy person that always has the wrong reference with you, but you know, inside like a, a Dan Harmon production is yeah. Or I I don't know if you've or seen the uh, shit he does, the, the Tim and Eric stuff. Like that's a classic. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just. On a hip hop level, it's it's three birds with one stone. So even if you don't know any hip hop references whatsoever, and they're throwing that at you a mile a minute, as a hip hop head, you'll be like, oh shit. But even as a from a histor from his from a historical level, people are just amazed at how the story's told. So they're not even getting the hip hop references. But as a storyline, it's great. And then at the end of the day, these songs are just catchy as hell. Like, yeah. They're really well-crafted, well-written songs. Like, I could probably, if I could just shamelessly sample and interpolate half of uh, the, the cast album, I could have six classic Roots albums. But why don't, why don't you do that? We are doing that. Okay. Uh, the, the next album is... Uh, what it initially was, it was just going to be a mixtape. Right. He was going to make a mixtape of people rapping as the forefathers. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, why don't I make a play out of this? And then, but wow. we're, we're making the mixtape right now. So, oh, oh, the whole etymology of the show was that? That started out as a mixtape. Got it. That's, That's cool. how we started the champs. We were a mixtape, remember? And you would let yeah. me freestyle back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Job 10. Uh, okay. Scoring movies. Uh, uh, damn! I just literally got three more in the last week, and now I can't remember one. What? What's a movie you've scored recently? Uh, this film called Vincent Roxy. It's um, we uh, I forget the name of the film. It's, it's not Toronto. I think we're about to enter Toronto. Tell you right this year. Tell Toronto this year got coming up. Yeah, coming up. Um, but it stars a. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, the cat that played Easy, and um, he's so good. By the way, he was my the my eye was on him the entire movie. He's yeah. very, he's he magnetic. So good. here's what I'll say about that movie, and this speaks to the entire no nominees thing. I think the only person I saw that deserved a nomination was was, him. was Idris Elba. Was the easy? Oh, it was Idris Elba? He yeah, was I great. thought. I thought. Here's what I'll say for the Easy. I thought he was great. I thought the Jerry Curl wig did 60% of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I all, And the other thing was like, they deserve some, Dude, Ice Cube was played by his son. That's like, Ice come Cube on, son, man. Ice Cube, you could That's tell. cheating. Yeah, it's like, I did a joke. It's or, like, how did you prepare for the role? Well, I was born and then I waited. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the EZ dude was good, but Idris was was really transcendent. And it was in BC. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Definitely. But what about that kid, though? In what? In the in Beast uh, of No Nation. Yeah. That kid was amazing. Yeah. Everybody in that movie deserves it. Um, but it's just too stark. It's just too scary. The movie itself yeah. is too scary. But if yeah. it had been about white people, they would have gotten nominated. Well, the, the I hate Edie that Amin argument. Got, by the way. Uh, uh, I hate that argument. By the way, Forrest Whitaker got an Edie Amin nod. So we're, we're you know that wrong. argument though, where people go, "Oh, if it had been this, then it would have been this." It's like you don't know. You mean like yeah. a Michelle Pfeiffer character to save them, or no, just, yeah, no. If that had been a movie about a white crisis, then they would have gotten. 
I always hate that form of argument because it's like. You I mean, can you speak to? Do you think it's a it's a supply side issue, right? There's no black movies. They they don't make black movies, so there's well, nothing. Well, the thing to is, is that you know, I think the award season is the period at the end of a sentence, and you kind of have to go to the mm-hmm. beginning of the mm-hmm. sentence and start. So it's really about what's the what's what's the the hiring techniques or mm-hmm. if, even if even if there's a need to uh fulfill uh you know satisfying a particular demographic yeah but that doesn't i long for i mean i'd long for smart like uh what do you call it uh what did i just see i'm i'm really not a, a marvel guy but i just saw oh uh, deadpool i i mean i would i know somewhere out there there's a film of that level that's... Yeah, Black Panther or uh, Black whatever. It's coming out. That's Ryan Coogler, right? Yeah, Ryan Coogler's doing the, the new... I guess it's Black Panther. Well, who knows right? what level know. that'll be at, but he... Did you Ryan think Coogler's he deserved, two for two, Do you I think, think he deserved a No, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a popcorn movie. It's not that's a, true. It's, not, no, a, you're it's right. not an Academy Award nomination movie. Uh, about Rocky. Rock Creed. I don't think Stallone... Stallone only got it because he's old I think and he made a lot of money for people. Yeah, I I knew when I saw it that Stallone was going to get Best Supporting Actor. Me yeah. too. What was the best movie you saw this year, Neil? Uh, was the Amy Winehouse movie this year? Yes. Uh, that movie fucking devastated me. I've I never got... walked out of a movie theater before, ever. You couldn't take it? You're um, in it, right? I Here I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, the last. Yeah, you were, they were like, they talked all the time. We, yeah, I never really went public on, like, my relationship with her, but, I mean, it, when I saw that, then it all started coming back, you know. Did you know all the stuff that was in the documentary? Dude, we would Skype all the time each other. Yeah. And I felt. That that actually leads me back to the whole Kanye uh, argument. Like, I felt I had a conflict with me. Like, okay, am I enabling her by yeah. turning a blind eye? Because sometimes she'd Skype me, and I did not like what I was seeing on the you know the other most, side of things. She there's a scene in the movie where most says most she, told me that she yeah. smoked in front. Yeah, of, yeah. And like she. That's the problem with troubled she, geniuses is everybody lets them keep being troubled because they don't want to ruin the genius. Yeah, I, it's just like would you lose access? Is the bigger problem? If you, you can say stop, I was afraid. Yeah, right. I I definitely felt. Like my first month at Thirty Rock, when we were like really skyping the shit out of each other, um, it was bad, and I just didn't know what to, I was just like. Am I like I felt like such a phony by just acting like everything was normal? Yeah. When you say you lose access, you mean uh, is it on a selfish level that you're afraid of losing it, or is it on a I I can't help at all? I if mean, I'm I've gone. called people out before, and then once you expose them, then it's like they avoid you. Of they avoid you forever. Right. So professionally, so that's what I was like, asking. You're I don't mean to be gauche with the question. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it wasn't I, a thing like, oh man, if I tell her this, then we're not going to do the project anymore. But it was just like, I just. 
I didn't know what to to do. Like I'd yeah. just never been in the situation. Because you probably before. didn't know her that well, right? You knew you got to know her quickly, but you wasn't like the clo- you knew her for closeness, years and years. Our right? closeness was never that personal that we would talk about Blake or anything. Yeah. It was really just about music. Yeah. Like and I have enough knowledge in my head and she and hers that you know, we could have a three hour conversation alone about Duke Ellington. Yeah. But not going about, you know, yeah. I had a breakup or, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So um really it was just, you know, we kept it music. So I don't know if that was purpose or design or just our defenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But never never once have we ever just talked about Yeah, so it's a professional it's a extremely warm professional relationship. Yeah. And it's like what do you do in that situation? Right. That's too tough. Cuz it's not like your family, it's not like you're you're getting to be friends but you're not quite friends yet. So, yeah, so what do you do? You just like Well, drug addiction is also so mysterious. It's like there's just so little you can do cuz it's simultaneously like a, an illness and it's also a behavior problem. They're, yeah. they're going to act an ass, and they're also sick, and yeah. it's very difficult. As opposed to a regular illness where you just feel bad for that person, you also go like, fuck, and this person's also acting crazy. Yeah. It's baffling. Yeah. Well, well she was... Again, now i got to lead it back to the record. I felt like if we encourage it, because, you know, I don't want to do the whole hyperbolic statement like oh it's a classic or it's not a classic or whatever I haven't, Kanye's right. yeah yeah I, yeah I haven't passed judgment on it yet or given an opinion of how it felt because you know it's only a week old like you really can't is it out by the way or do you have a special you can know uh, you can get it on title but you can also just, I mean, you can just it. i know yeah. nerds <laughs> yeah yeah sure. um yeah actually you just announced today that uh he's not going to release it on itunes at all yeah, but so, and I I know Kanye, he doesn't change his mind uh-huh. <laughs> once he has something. Like he's going to cut his nose just to spite his face. I saw, Why, this, who I saw the staff last night at the Grammy, and I was just like, I mean, you could get it on title, but right. But is that why is he doing that? Well, he'll get that billion from um, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that Zuckerberg billion is definitely coming in. The Zucker billion. I mean, I think well, that's the thing. Like when I I saw the entire staff of of the label last night at the Grammys, and you know, I was just looking at them like, you know, is this where you guys take the collective vacation together? And just the look of like, there, I know that look in the eyes when like you know, you got to take it no matter what and again are we enabling someone for our own entertainment like I always describe Sly Stones there's a riot going on of course it's like the first funk record so a lot of people will have all these like and it doesn't have the first uh, computer drum 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 machine machine so I mean there's the that's the beauty of it like oh it's a funk record you know technology, but really, it's just it's just a very bad reality show. Watching someone having a meltdown for an hour on record, yeah. and it's like watching a car accident. Well, that's what we were saying. It's he's just having a manic episode. But the, and- dif- the difference is now that America is gleefully sucking on Kanye's bones. Like we're we are so, uh, you know. Yeah, but we we're also so we're also a disposable his... culture. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're so, so what happens when we're done with him? Right. Well, that's we're all looking at him with such a disdain and criticism for his behavior that we're simultaneously critiquing him for being inappropriate while we make fun of his mental 
is hypomanic episode. Yeah. So it's like we are. Who's the culprit here? Is this? Is it this guy right. we call this narcissist, or is it society? Or is it us? Yeah, it's us eating. And it. I borderline feel like it's me. <laughs> right. Because I'm still gonna buy the records, and I'm still gonna. Who else am I? Like, I get up at four in the morning. Last time I got up at four in the morning just to get the update on something was like day one of the the Meek Drake uh, beef to see if Meek finally responded. But I, I feel like I'm the culprit, and I but I, I don't the, okay. like the fact that he brings that ugliness out of me. Like, makes me realize that. Like the ambulance, like I want to see blood, like, like yeah. Oh, man, but what what can day? we do collectively? Because let's say Kanye, because we I don't want to go on record as any of us saying anything about Kanye. Let's say he's having. It seems like he's having a manic episode, which it almost seems like he has one whenever he releases a record. What can we do? Can we not buy the record? Can can I don't know. I mean, the only people that know we have mutual friends at the. But what do you do? Like, tell... How can we help Kanye? <laughs> Doug, how can we help uh, Kanye? Well, we yeah, should um, talk to the people at Pitchfork and give him that 30 out of 10 that he requested. Yeah, no, it was a 50. 50 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, what, so what rating did he give it? They gave it like an 8 or a 9, but he was like... He said, Pitchfork, he's like, it's, it's a, a 50. 50. But, like... Kanye seems like kind of insatiable. Like, yeah. say they gave it a fifty, he wouldn't be happy with that. Right? Yeah. Kanye, just like a drug addict, is doing things that are simultaneously like pitiable and offensive. The Bill Cosby thing doesn't endear anybody to go like, we've got to help this guy. It's like yeah. he's both saying "fuck you" and "help me" at the same time. Yeah, yeah. What there's I, you know, as a fan, even if I was friends with him, what can you do there? The thing is, someone like that is so powerful and so charismatic and so rich that, or ostensibly rich, maybe he's $53 million. It's unclear. Did you see the tweet today? It was so funny. He goes, I know people who work, I know a person who works 15 hours a day and she only earns $370 a day. It's like, that's $96,000 a year. <laughs> it's like, that's a yeah. lot. you're so out of touch. You're so in the sky. Uh, Do you think he's just surrounded by sycophants and there's like nobody who is like, you can't like tell or... him. There's nothing you can. T- he, first of all, the thing about Kanye, I've said this on the show. He's eight for eight, so he's never right. made a bad record. Right. Everything he say. Oh wait said, a minute, <laughs> Jason. This is a good review. You're looking at the picture. No, of course it's Jason a good review. Jason Green gave it a nine. Yeah, and he like, said it's, it's, a, a, 50. it's a fifty. It's a fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd that's give a great my freaking right arm for a nine. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? A pitchfork nine is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, like, but a really Kanye good. fifty. That's yeah. that's yeah. reality. Uh, what? So what are we? Supposed and I'm to shocked. Do? Well, not shocked, but I thought, okay, the misogyny is going to be too much for them, so this will probably get like a seven point one, and then is well, there a lot of misogyny in it? Um, that's, that's, you know, that, I, that's the number one gripe. Like it goes over. There's also a uh, reference to Lexapro, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Which one's like antidepressant? Antidepressant. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. on the antidepressant. Well, like, no, no, what does he no, rhyme it with is really right. what I'm interested in. Lexapro, your mom's a hoe. They're, they're oh, it's not oh, that misogyny. different than that. It's yeah. not that different than <laughs> really? that. Really? Yeah. Actually, yeah, hoe is the word that's <laughs> rhymed <laughs> with Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all these hoes. Yeah. yeah. When I was in Mexico. Yeah. And then right. yep. when I'm off Lexapro. No, I'm actually being very serious. That's yeah, the exact. That word. is the exact. When I was so you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, I am this 
the Kanye of this podcast right now. So, all right, let's <laughs> don't, don't change the subject. Neil. Let's get back to what we were saying. What do what do you do with with uh, someone? Even if you're friends with the, it's like, what do you have? You ever done an intervention? Yeah, yeah, I have. And, and it, it mm, is they're largely unsuccessful. It didn't work for me. No, they're 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 largely unsuccessful. I yeah. guess they're better than not doing something because if there's on the off chance that you can help, I I mean yeah. Well, I think intervention's whole purpose is to let the person know that you know, you know that yeah. you that yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah. it's. And if you happen to catch them on the day that they're willing to change, then then you can then you can help them right then. Yeah, and you have to hope that they get a hundred more days in a row like that. Yeah, their um, addiction's real real baffler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the so the Amy movie floored me this year. And you know what else? Yeah, what were you gonna say? Floored you? Oh, Diary of a Teenage Girl was my favorite my movie of this year. I think I thought it was I thought it was really good. Mari Poor, did an awesome job. Poorly named, I would say. It made Diary you think it was a Nickelodeon. Did I see it? Uh, oh, who's in it? it well, s- s- nobody in particular. The Sars guard, one of the Sars guard guys. It's basically about Norma's a girl. wife, Mari, directed it. It's so good. It's, it's so really well, well made. Yeah, so it's well really, directed. really well made. And she's like, really confidently yeah. beautiful. And that the lead actress was so incredible. Did you see Room? I saw Room. Room f- f- fucked my face up the same way Amy did. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. No, it didn't yeah. do that for me. Did you see it? Uh, I gotta say, I, I've, I've been procrastinating more than I ever have this year with uh, with the Oscar picks. I haven't seen Brooklyn nor I saw uh, Brooklyn. That was that uh, uh, nor the Danish me. girl. I haven't seen Brooklyn or the Danish girl. Brooklyn's or just Trump, about like uh, almost having problems. Brooklyn's like, about almost everybody. Yeah, it's like, oh, we moved here. What do we do? Oh, no, everything's fine. I found love. Oh, in Ireland. Oh, okay, well, great. I don't have to watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like not really. No, Room was like, whew. As opposed to Room, where they're having real problems. Your Room is a huge problem. Yeah. I read the book, and I I think it ruined it for me because I actually think the movie's better than the book. And in the book, it's like this very. You're slacking. You you normally have something for. uh, Oh, yeah. You guys are being so like. Uh, well, okay. Are you being nice on this? I'm being nice right now because you're being like, you're very emotionally like. Having, well, a, having a moment here. No, we've moved on not to be Kanye funny. and Amy, and now you can make fun of us again, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to uh, miss this podcast. Um, um, Amir, what was your favorite movie of the year? You don't know? It's only, um, Feb- it's only February. You're talking about. Like, I meant last year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen so many. I can't even... Doug, what he got? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw, you know what I saw a thirty. You know, you watch those thirty for thirties. Yeah, I love them. All. Did you see the one Prince of Pennsylvania about no. Jerry Sandusky? No, about the wrestling. Oh, about yeah, it was yeah, that was really I mean, good. It was bait. I was the like movie. in tears at the end. Foxcatcher was based on that. Yeah, yeah, it was it's based, based on, on this is like the real Foxcatcher Fox story. Yeah. Really? Were like you in? It, so it well fucked done. you up. I mean, yeah, the, he did kill him in front of his fucking wife and brother. I mean, it's just an awful story, like yeah. all the way around. Like, yeah, crazy guy. Ba- it's again, it's a crazy guy with on, no one to help him. Yeah, how do you yeah. intervene on someone that's losing their mind? Well, that and he's so rich and powerful, and that, that he, you're he has no one. 
That's one of the Dang. more frustrating things about gun control arguments when people say well, what we need is mental health. Is like I, I got crazy people in my family who could shoot something up. Yeah, you also can't go, try getting a gun from them. You can't go and be like, hey, yeah. don't shoot something up. It's like the only thing you can do is make sure that that guy can't shoot something up. Yeah. Amir, as a wealthy, successful person, <laughs> is there any – yeah, I you're pleading poor. With um, 16 jobs. 16 jobs. No kids. If you had sixteen bad Wait, jobs, how you many, wouldn't be poor. But literally, how many? Like, I'm I'm the plumber of the one percent world. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Jay Z's not getting up at four a.m. trying to beat a deadline or or write a, a a syllabus for his his college class or something like. Because he's I'm not a doing, workaholic like you are. I'm doing he's not, work. Jay-Z's not trying to avoid something emotionally the way you are. <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> he must be. He's got to be. How is Jay? What do we hear from Jay? I haven't talked to him. Since he changed his number. How long ago? Right after you did the champs last time. <laughs> right we talked about that Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Right he, got, he got mad at that episode. And then didn't... No, someone... He reacted off of like fourth hand information. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. why couldn't he have listened? Um, no, but do you have any? Is there any? Uh, do you have a gauge? Have you had to recalibrate, or is your bullshit? Or do you think people are pretty straight with you? No one's straight a, with me. No one is straight with you. No. So, no so it's impossible. You mean just in life? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's this is. This is a transitional period I'm going through right now. Wait, which, from what to what? Yeah. More jobs? Uh, <laughs> from 16 nah, to it's 17. Just, it's, again, it's like, what is the end game? What is, you know, what's the end? What What is, what is it all for? Last night, okay, uh, I guess the only party worth going to was uh, the weekend spot. Uh-huh. And I guess his manager befriended uh, someone that did some innovative with MRI machines, and they're like make a gazillionaire. So there's this house at the top of it's like the highest point in Hollywood. Is that the Minesweeper guy? I don't know who it was, but I I know that it took like ten minutes just to get to the crib, going up all these hills to get there. And it was just overwhelming. I just looked like, is this? Is yeah, it's this like the, we've locked ourselves in a room. Is this the? Is this the end game? Is this the? Yeah. Is this the pinnacle? Is this? Is this why I'm? Is yeah. this why I'm working sixteen hours a day? Hopefully, one day to get to this party. And you get and there, and then you'll be bored. You'll be well, like, that's the thing. It that's, was. But, it was not fun. I don't yeah. know if it's that I'm old or if it's just like I got there. No, and it's, it's not. Like, it's pressure. It's just—it's another work situation. It's not enjoyable. You got yeah. to the end of your. There are me- There are times where I'll have meetings with like to direct a movie or something, or and I'll just be like, these people are such cocksuckers. Why would I want to spend a year with them? It's crazy, but your okay, brain—you've well, got—you've got a separate part of your brain that's your ego that's saying you can't afford to not spend your yeah. year with well, them. Okay, here's 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 the question I want to ask you, and it's our first my first Chappelle reference of this. Yep, sure. Or our last Chappelle, uh... last Chappelle reference. Yeah. reference. Think of, guys, <laughs> listen up. This is you're never going to hear this again. Okay, so did you not notice a transitional period of how people treated you after season two? Yeah, 
And how did, I, how did you deal with it? I you mean treating him with more refined air. Yeah. Uh, I tried to make fun of it. Okay. Well, there's three types of people. There are family people that you're close to, right? Anyone that you've known before the age of 21, uh, and then your everyday people in your life that you know, and then strangers. Yeah. Of those three categories, which ones did you find the most comfort in? Comfort. Um, well, as you were saying this, it's you almost end up being more impressed with people who are turned off by it. Like That's there's people where people are just like Brennan. What do I care? Like guys I used to caddy with or whatever. Guys I went to high school would be like, but fuck again, do I be, care? Because because of the whole psychological therapy sh- shit I go through. Mm-hmm. I now know that that's just a defense. Like, oh, it's I all, too, everything's a reaction Like, you knew it. Rich. There's a, yeah. Rich was, you know, like, I'd hang with a lot of non-yes-men people, and, you know, they're not impressed with you or whatever. Right. But, you know, then I started noticing, like, wow, everyone close to me, people I know, are really going way out to neg me or yeah. that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like with the drops that Doug does. They're inappropriate and they're just... Talking about Chappelle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's like that's them protecting themselves because they think, ah, one day you're going to be out and you'll never remember me and that sort of thing. But... You're no artist. (laughs) (laughs) There's a great story of Ringo Starr getting tea. Right when the Beatles hit, he's getting tea at his aunt's house who helped raise him. And somebody spills the tea on him, and she freaks out. She's like, we can't have that. We can't have that. And, like, grabs the tea and starts to freak out. And he realized, like, he had no one anymore. Like, that he was um, – yeah. I mean, that's Ringo. That's the Beatles, and no one here will ever – There's also me. a really funny story where Ringo went to the comedy store uh-huh. in, like, 78 and uh-huh. was fucking hammered and started heckling. And he started heckling Letterman. You suck! And like before, <laughs> so Letterman went back when Letterman was just a club comic, and he's like, yeah. "Who is this print?" And, and, and finally, he's like, "Dave, it's Ringo." And he goes, "Ringo, you fuck your career up. Now you're trying to fuck mine up." Amazing. Fucking <laughs> 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 murder. Have you heard the Bro- Brody Stevens story about the heckler at the comedy store? Uh. Uh-uh. He was doing stand up, and somebody started heckling him with a kind of slurred voice, and he's like, "Fuck you! Sound like Jerry Jewell." And she stands. Up, this person stands up and goes, "I am Jerry Jewell." Oh, Jerry oh, from the Facts of Life. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> Which one's Jerry Jewell? She's got like several. She was like a, a Joe's cousin. Oh. Okay. So what do you do to what do you do to ward against uh, no one being honest, other than me and Rich? I. So it's coming no, up. No, no, it's not a lack of honesty. It's just that. Everyone and everything is different. Filtered through yeah. a weird... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to handle this. Those who I was close to acting brand new. Is it something Those... new since The Tonight Show, or has it just always been since The Roots? Tonight Show is sort of like the sweep up. I mean, you know, there's always... If you care about industry stuff, you know, you know I'm always doing stuff. But the Tonight Show is so Everyone ubiquitous. Yeah. You're a household name then, now. 
as opposed to that is a huge difference right between being like the it, in a in a seminal hip hop band and being every household in America knows who you are that's a big difference yeah but it's just ah, i mm, i don't but that's what you worked for though you wanted everyone but to I'm be asking to treat myself, you differently is this what i wanted and what 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 else what else would you want you're, if it wasn't you're, clearly this? you're not something isn't satisfying this is Buddha. No, no, this is straight up the the the, the, the you know what I mean. This is you the journey have of no the Buddha. You want no desire, yeah. Get rid it, of your it's, desires. It's you wanted to get on. It's you reliving a sixteen-year-old's dream. That's the that's what happens. Is you you pursue the sixteen-year-old's dream, and you and Tariq, and the idea that you would get and now signed, that I'm forty-five, it's like and you yeah. know even this like, even this is empty. Even this feels empty. Yeah, I got I got to the 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 treasure chest and I opened it and it was empty. Even I, my there therapist was gold told me there. I don't know if I'm disillusioned. Morning. I mean, I enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I no, enjoy I stuff, but I think my disillusionment is more based on how uh, people are acting. Right now, I'm dealing with the tough love slash uh. protect myself thing. Or the nah, so ha-, you know the regular Hollywood bullshit. Like yeah. oh, I'm so happy for you, you know. Which you know it's whatever. It's it's just it's it's weird. I know what normal is, and I'm not getting a lot of normal. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. But the thing with not but cool. you yeah. But when you're 16, normal's not. That shit. Normals, you can't. You got to take the bus and shit. See, because yeah, normal becomes more attractive on the other. I feel like on the other side of life, and I feel like when I was a kid, I was so terrified of ever being average or regular. And then you get like you're saying, like what you need, what you in a weird way, what you want is like a a, a wife and a family. Like, well, it's the pursuit of fame, and then you get around famous people, and you're like, this is the fucking worst. Yeah, like this is a nightmare. Like the, being around, you know, and let me not, no, you know, let you're me grateful, etc. Because now I can see, now I can see the, you know, cry me a river, yeah. quest love, you know, from well, no, yeah, but it's mansion. not. It's like the thing where you realize that even Brad Pitt is looking at at replies on Twitter, going, "God damn it, fuck you," yeah. you know, like all the way up the all the way up the ladder. It's like fuck. It's just human beings all the way up. What's the what do you what do you think is the what do you, that you're missing? Because my therapist today was like, "This none of this shit's going to make you happy. You know that, right? And I was like, yes, but what am I supposed to? I can't quit. Right. Why? Yeah. You have like, to. I'm it's still awesome. competitive. That's the way I feel. I'm still competitive. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Well, you know what I come down to? I have two things that, that, that uh, I focus on when I get to these places of existential angst. Like, what's the point of all of this ego striving that I'm doing? Is like, mm-hmm. first, sometimes I'll go to downtown L.A., not on purpose, but when I go to downtown L.A. and I see, row? I see someone who has made a, a choice or fallen into a set of circumstances where there isn't even existential angst involved. It's just like, holy shit, like, everything is dire for this person. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, that puts everything into perspective very quickly, you know? And the other thing is just to focus on the fact that like i i'm so i have so much free time to have fun and that is a very that's luck like you can jet set and travel and do your thing you know yeah any perspective is really helpful but all you enjoy yourself like if you go on vacation i can you don't i know you don't i know you don't i kind of don't sometimes i'm kind of like do you 
Yeah, I do. But I but I but, feel guilty. And you feel guilty, Doug? No, I don't feel guilty. I feel more like I don't know. There's this like but a feeling of like I want to go home. Last week like, I did something I never done before in my life, and I felt so horrible about it. You I sucked actually, your own dick. <laughs> that sounds great. I mean, I don't think you got to feel so. Wait, just like one, Doug. What was the thing? Dude, I slept till five in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make you feel like a real piece of shit. I just, I felt like a slacker and a half. You probably went to bed at noon. I'll be honest, I went to bed at five. Yeah. But when I opened my eyes and saw that it was five o'clock, I just instantly felt Yeah, but like dude, you're really sleep deprived. I was back. I'm not. Listen, since I've seen you last, yeah, I remember the whole cocksacky virus uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, no, I've I realized the value of breathing and uh-huh. yoga yep. and sleeping for eight hours. I've realized Good. that value. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the, the, the main uh, misconceptions that I want people to know. They seem to think that just because a tweet comes in at three twenty in the morning that I don't sleep, but no, I I do get quality sleep in. My my, my point was mostly that people on every level of the human experience are having the same existential angst, and so you're feeling like this is not enough. There's somebody working at Best Buy who's feeling the same. This is not enough. What who doesn't get to do cool shit? What's the sliding doors version? Like, what should you? What would you have? Where was the sliding door that you were like, man, I should have fucking gone left? What do you feel like is? What do you? What would do you feel like now? Now that you've traced all this shiny shit, what is what? What feels like real fulfillment? Sucking your own dick. It's <laughs> comes back to it. There you go. Hit, hit I'm me, Doug. With y'all daddy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> One more time. I'm asleep with y'all daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, in a weird way, based on the narrative of this podcast, would yeah. close the whole gap if you like, fucking kills yeah. dad somehow. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like it's more of the same. Like all the geniuses in my life are self saboteurs. Uh huh. But now to the 10th level. Yep. Uh, you know, anyone in my early part of my life is just on a grumpy level. Um, you know, I'm I'm dating someone serious now. You know, that's the one bright spot there. I mean, I'm not trying to paint it like... Are you approaching it differently than you approach the other ones? Um, I'm amazed at her because she's freaking normal. Like, nothing impresses her. Yeah. But not, not that like oh I'm just gonna act like you know yeah. I don't give a fuck about you know yeah. I don't care about your life like not that I'm not impressed but it's just like oh that's cool yeah like she's so cool and that's probably the question I ask her the most like okay what's the catch like yeah normally you're waiting for the other shoe to drop or you know you and you must be like. Your none of your moves work because she doesn't care. I you can, can't be like I, I can be able to go to the studio with ah, and she's like, oh no, she, I can be, cool. I can be. She's the one, one of the few people I can just be myself and feel like you know everything. I think is that's cool. cool. I think that's really cool. <laughs> 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 cool man. 
So that might be the that might be fulfillment. Of, is it of though? A romantic thing. I don't know if a relationship is fulfillment though. What if there isn't? I mean, I I have to make peace with that too. It's like you know, what if, what if we're we are just apes and is we're just it, pretending that there's fulfillment available to yeah. us? Is it your relationship with yourself? That has a lot to do with it, but um, I mean that's always a work in progress. But I'm more aware of it than anything. I'm aware that you know my perception of myself is you know always at the root of of the matter and I, may not be sky high it's never sky high yeah have you considered who doesn't hate themselves no i know trust me <laughs> have you considered fundamentalist islam <laughs> <It's considered it. laughs> i mean you never know um, that is the thing that is this is literally the point where people jump into extreme religiosity, actually. Because, uh, yes, that's, what that's the, okay, that's the one thing. Like, the one thing that I haven't done is the cliche thing. Right. By right. 45, someone has religion, Prince has religion, someone has drugs or alcohol, what, DMX, we sure. can start just naming yeah. stuff. Some just couldn't make it and find a way to die already. Right. Some people go crazy. Or, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're doing charades. <laughs> yeah. You you fill in the gap on your own, Meanwhile, listener. your periscope yeah. is yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, I don't just know what you that. just said. So I was like... Yeah, but I'm just saying that that's the one thing that... You're still that you still got that to look forward to. Well, relig- That's your ace in the hole, religion man. is so beautiful <laughs> and intoxicating in that very way. It's like that the very moment that you say, "I don't know how to live." I, I don't, don't want to be that cliche. No, I don't think you should. I'm just saying because there's about four like, people who are, like right now in my life, like you know, you're searching for God, Amir. This is what, you know. I, but nah, it's like I I have spirituality, but I feel like religion is just a, a crutch. I feel no, like it's I mean, for. When you feel empty inside, you have to feel it with something. But and religion has a total f- fulfillment. It has every answer you've ever, every question you've ever. Had. I'm not saying it's but a compelling it? answer. No, I'm not saying it's a compelling answer. I'm just saying I it's know an incredibly simplistic answer. It's well, magic. It's because well, there's, but it's it because magic. It's not though, because when you get into more sophisticated levels of religion, it's like you know, well, well what does it mean that I feel this way? They say, well, here's the exact answer to that question. Well, I'm not saying that it's compelling it or logical. Yes, exactly right. Like you feel. What does it keep you sane? Especially right. in the What's... light of, you know, today's Christian. In my opinion, like there's nothing Christ-like. But that's by not any... the American at all. The that's not Christian even the point anymore. I sort of feel like is like, I think the point more is filling in the existential uh, gaps that life gives you. What you should think about doing is an ayahuasca session. <laughs> Joe Rogan in the place. <laughs> You were saying that one Actually, <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe you should do ayahuasca. Is that sort of like the landmark form? Or... No, it's no, a drug. It's a drug. It, oh, okay. It's like I, a mind-expanding, no. like Peruvian. It's a one-time trip, crazy, you see, perceive everything differently. Yeah. Oh, is that the, the tea thing? Yeah, yeah, kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah. I met a girl once that wanted me to go out to uh, the desert with her and try this. Yeah, that's the one. Have you done it? No. I thought about it. You would be a perfect candidate for it. Yeah, I thought about it. I've thought about it, too. I'm a sober guy, and I've thought about it. I've thought about just doing it. I'm thinking, like, I would have to ramp myself up to that level. Like, 
Have you ever done shrooms? Nah, nah. I mean, it's like shrooms, but I think that it's like times shrooms times can, forty. Can we agree that in ten years we all meet in Peru and? <laughs> If we're all still single, is it fair to remember? But okay, so the 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 you have the same sort of question about fulfillment as everybody, uh, but it seems like you're you're. Uh, it seems like th- from the outside, it looks like things are going. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask is uh, people don't fuck with you. <laughs> Black people don't fuck with shrooms. Someone just wrote <laughs> the Wu Tang did, which is why I always yeah. Love the far them. every nineties yeah, rapper, far right side, now. yeah. Well, black people don't fuck with shrooms brings us back to the very beginning of our conversation about what, the the uh, black vulnerability. I mean, yeah. shrooms and all hallucinogenics make you fucking oh, real vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this America in, ain't the place for black vulnerability. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's the secret. Is black mushrooms? Uh, let me ask you this, Amir. What's the difference between because you saw three mics and you? I talked mm-hmm. about my dad. What's the difference between you and your dad? Because your dad was his then, Amir's dad was a popular uh, doo wop um, soul guy. I mean, I'll I'll say that uh, we weren't too exemplary as far as the. Great. I'm about to give a, a Cliff Huxtable example. <laughs> Whatever. Just did, Cliff Huxtable. Good. Your, dad, I mean, your rate, dad only had one job and you had <laughs> 13. <laughs> no, just a minute. This rate, is it too soon to start making uh, Cosby references? Cliff Huxtable will, is evergreen and Bill Cosby is not. That's the decision we've all come to as a community. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I feel, uh, you know... My father and I, my our relationship has been very, very rocky. Uh, from from the jump, um, in the early period, it was like kind of Joe Jackson ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he made you practice a lot, right? Uh, or it was sort of he. Yeah, I mean, he made me practice a lot. Um, there was a lot of pressure. Again, I, I went to a high school where something normal like Miles Davis pulling you out of class to tour three weeks in Europe was like the everyday norm. Yeah. For a lot of my classmates. Yeah. Like in the, in the scheme of things, like if you just look at my high school existence, um, I was a slacker. You know, we were, the roots were bells of the ball. Like I, I think I told you guys, like I didn't tell my dad about the roots until our second album. Do you want more? Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know about organics. I wow. hid it from him because his his version of success was what my all my high school cats were doing. Like you know, I'm playing with Anita Baker this week. I need you know all my English homework for for three weeks or whatever. Like so, like session stuff. Yeah, basically. he saw that as a real job, whereas you know, I'm trying to figure out how to. First of all, this is like my first public school I ever went to. So in his mind, you know, I'm busting my ass to put you in private school. Uh, you know, our future in this house living here is up in the air because I'm putting you in private school. Mm. And now you want to throw that all away to run with that hoodlum from South Philly and grab your nuts and say, suck my yeah. dick, bitch, flip, farm, flip, farm, flip. Lexapro, you ho. <laughs> In Mexico, 
Um, so that was like the first half of our relationship. And then once the roots kicked in, uh, then it really got ugly. I'll say that he and I really just got to our good place uh, when I thought he was on his deathbed mm. uh, a year and a half ago. In which he was very sincere because he admitted, like, you know, I I knew I was always hard on you, always criticized you. I'm I'm sure you went through this with your folks or whatever. But you've always seen that movie in which, you know, the father's is always hard and everything, yeah. nothing's not good enough. Because he needs discipline. The boy needs discipline. Yeah, sort of that thing. So, you know, when he wanted to let out that, look, I know I was an asshole to you a lot and I apologize. I was just really afraid of, you know, your safety and where your life was going to be. Because, again, I, all my cousins and my childhood friends are either dead or in jail. Um, and but he, not from hip-hop. It didn't, yeah. He didn't. Yeah, but just you know, he's he's just a surface looker at hip hop. So all he sees is right. It's drugs. You know what he needs is the screening of uh, of Hamilton. He needs to check out the show. (laughs) Then he finally get it. Only he could afford it. Yeah. (laughs) Even your dad can't afford it. But he goes, I finally get it, son. (laughs) He's gonna pretend. He's gonna pretend pretend he's in high school. (laughs) Yeah, but he um no he it's a turnaround period and he's. I believe him when he says he's proud. And he just said, like, look, I I need to let you know, like, it's every parent's dream to, I guess he, the term he used was, like, graffiti, like, to leave something on the world yeah. that I can die knowing that my son did something historical or right. something that is going to be in the books forever. Yeah. So he feels like, yeah, job well done. But... I mean, it's the rosy ending, but it's, you know, it's like a math problem. Like, you know that X equals four, but what was the equation that got you there? That's the sacrifice, you know, that's that's sort of the messed up, not the messed up part, but that's the, I guess, the the journey there. Was it cold? Were you just like, I can't fuck with you? Or was it like contentious? um, He would probably see me, and I'm sure that a lot of my family will now see me as cold. I mean, I was just always the black sheep of the family. Yeah. Like, I'd never really fit in. And I don't mean, like, my nuclear family, but just, I mean, my overall general family. Right. You know, cousins cousins never liked me. I talk like a white boy and whatever, and, you know, you think you're better than us. You know, like, it was just that sort of thing. So to go from that, like, the, the family black sheep, to suddenly like, oh, we love the shit out of you. And, you know, that's sort of, yeah. oh, we were always proud of you. Like, So everybody's fake on every level. That automatically makes me defensive. Like, yeah. oh, well. Right. Now you guys are nice to me. I can play reindeer games. Does your you didn't dad... want me then, so Johan, don't want me yeah. now. Uh, to your family. <laughs> Where do I know that line from? Uh, here's a towel. Take Wipe off your brow. And take the contact out your yeah. eye. You're far, far from, from looking, looking fly. Fly. Oh, fight, fight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> It is about having sex with people, so it's not uh, a perfect yeah. analogy for your family. But you and your mom's good, right? My mom's good. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I'm not. No, I like you. You said this last episode. <laughs> what did I say? For family business. No, I'm just like 
I have to. I have a very rocky relationship with everyone yeah, yeah. in my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, except for this girl you're dating, and maybe that's the answer. Maybe the answer is love. What? Let's yeah, see. I don't. And the other thing is, that I don't know. I wouldn't know what to tell you, advice wise, in terms of how to. This is how you get people to. I don't know. But there is something. Not too like I like even think people are fake. I just don't know how to. How to, I don't know how to deal with people. Yeah. Well, your family b- sort of births you into this world, and they show you love, and it's flawed and fucked up. And then you go into the world, and you have to like create your own version of love and your own version of the world, and you hope that you can pick something good. That's why people make families so they can create a little thing of yeah. their own. Do it, do it. Which is deeper and more profound than the weekend's Grammy party. I, my answer currently is to be isolated, which I know is wrong. But I, you know, yeah, you're supposed to, you know, that's how gangs are formed. Like, oh, well, I don't have a family, so let me find a family. Um, you know, um, I've been sort of solitary for the last five years and trying to figure out all this out you know but I'm coming out of my shell now in what way and then we gotta wrap it up um wait this this is the 144 minute episode yeah yeah no, this, this is a mega final extravagance <laughs> wait, wait, well, two hours of it was waiting for you well there is something beautiful though about a guy in isolation in a humongous Hip hop and brass band on the Tonight Show. Man, like, there's nothing a, beautiful about. I, I thought it was, but nah, man. It's you hear this sound. Exactly that sound. Wait, which? Wait, Doug, do you have a sound? <laughs> yes, thank you. That's that's the sound you want. No, no that's, that's the, the sound I've been has. living with for like forever, and it's it's. It's not healthy. That's why people talk to themselves. Right. I found out that, you know, you 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 tend to now I know why people talk to themselves a lot because it's just it's just that there's nothing healthy about solitary confinement. Well, there, there's yeah, something to people that. No, there's something to that though. It's like the you know, you you're experiencing silence while creating music. Same thing is true for us while creating this podcast. Like, there's a reason that creative people feel this expulsive need to, uh, you know, inject their content into the world. Whether it's ego or whether it's an offering, uh, that's who we are. So, wait, since we're wrapping up, you guys have... Okay. Since you guys have already went through the part of why you're breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know why. So We ran on black people. Well, Neil and I... Neil it doesn't feel like it's the. Re- you the have return- to come back for one episode. That the returns aren't. You can be very overbearing. The- <laughs> 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 that the returns aren't uh, worth the investment of time. No, no, I just we literally black people asked- ran out of style. No, no, we literally just ran out of people to interview. Like I asked every single person I knew, and then every every single person I met. And you just feel like a mooch after a while. It's I look. I love doing the show. Every I love e- pretty much every single it. episode. You just get tired of going like, "Hey man, did it, you come and do my?" Pie? It just feels like, "Hey girl, come fuck me." Right, when you've right. done none of the, you know what I mean? It just feels like. Ugh. Well, so. may- maybe someday in the future, we'll, you know, I guess we'll pop. I still up. We want the Chappelle episode, man. Who no, knows? well, we thought it's funnier that he never did it. Right, it's a more perfect story. <laughs> 
It's more, he just stays cracking up laughing. He stays the enigma. Well, Well, I was going to ask Will Smith to do it, uh, but it never got that far. Uh, Black don't crack. Well, thank you, Amir, for being a supporter. Amir, a supporter. Thank you, Doug. A real fan. A fan, even if you didn't know us, he would have been a fan, I think. Thank you. sad, man. I'm yeah. sad too. Wait, I don't think we should have a goodbye. Just like make it like it's maybe maybe yeah. maybe we'll like a Spike Lee movie. Like, maybe we'll do a Christmas <laughs> episode. Yeah, we'll do like we'll be the British. Yeah, it'll be like British TV. Well, we'll do a Christmas six episodes. Episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I love yous. We all said to some. Listen, um, uh, you've been fucking with the champs once again. That yeah. was Questlove, DJ Amir Doug Thompson. Pound. Yeah. What episode number is this? One oh something. I think. Deep. Neil Brennan, yes, and Moshe Kasher signing off. Yeah, for now. Fucking with the yeah. chimps. Yeah. Oh wait, check this out. Fucking with the chimps. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Doug, do you have a song? Do that song that you played earlier. I'll do the theme song again. One last. Doug's time. drop. Is that okay to say? Man. Doug's drop. That's some bullshit. I, 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 I jack <laughs> Doug's drop. Is that okay to say? Fuck, man. Is that okay to say? I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went to the premiere with Chappelle. I went. Get up off Doug's drop. Fuck, man. Doug's drop. Is that okay to say? Doug's drop. Get up off Twitter. Doug's drop. At the premiere, no less. Now you're fucking with the champs. Is that okay to say?